dark of the night I touch you You are warm and soft and just right My desire for you is so strong And I'll make sweet love to you all night Just one kiss lights my fire Just one touch fans my flame here in my arms dear and I will never no never be the same Everybody, welcome. Golden Globus Theater. You're coming out with some low energy. What's coming out with some low energy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just, we just we just had our minds blown by the latest movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is true. I'm just very relaxed. I mean, I I released all my tension this morning by watching the Dallas Connection for a fourth time in the last well, you, you know 15 thorough, hours. Yeah. I mean, I have to really study these movies. I need to make sure I know exactly how tense every tit is. And I know how tense every tit is in this movie now. It's a tongue twister there. It is a tongue twister. I'm surprised I made it out. Yeah, it's I pretty know. impressive, isn't when it? you talk about tits, it's just like... Speaking of tongue twisters, we saw the Strange Man movie. Oh, yeah, I said that earlier. You said that earlier. Yeah, you weren't listening. But I wasn't I listening. I was focused on tits. I, uh... This is not, I don't, I don't want to rag on the movie, but I almost fell asleep in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, everyone knows about how we feel about movies, but this is probably a good time to introduce This is that. actually a short movie for Marvel. It was two hours. It felt short, which the previews felt long, but the movie yeah, felt short. Movie felt <laughs> but enough about that bullshit. We were talking about a great movie that was 90-some minutes long. It's like 99. 99. 99, let's say. Not only that, we got a guy... If you're an old school Golden Globus Theater person, you already know this guy, and you know this guy. There would this wouldn't be there wouldn't be a Golden Globus Theater without this guy, because he was responsible for clashing the titans. That is me and Griff many years ago. How long ago was it? How when did you start working at the comic shop? Oh man, um, probably. Eight to ten years at this point. Ten years. Ten years. Yeah, because I've been, I've been away from the private investigator for about three. I was at the private investigator for two. Um. So, and I was at the comic shop for six. So eleven. Eleven years. Eleven years. Wow, I've known you eleven years. Yeah. Time fucking flies. I've known you as long as Jason Statham's mechanic has <laughs> been in Jesus existence. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
This is not a good time to bring that up. No, but it, what is a good time to bring it up is I, we're just like talking to them. We didn't even introduce I, them. We didn't. I will say, going back to that, I loved hearing your spot on Jason Statham impression. Thank you. And I loved hearing Griff do whatever Griff was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I, I thought feel, I got it. I how do you I feel about it. my Bronson? Your Bronson's spot on. Oh, good, I, I thought, people love my Bronson. I, so. thought your, I thought Charles Bronson was resurrected to come back for that episode. I've, and I've, when we talked about, I think we did a mini review of a Bronzy, the, I think his name is Robert Bronzy. Yeah. The, you, you I said out. I would be willing to do the voice work for him because yes. they do dub his, because he's, I think he's like, some weird Czechoslovakian or some shit. Right. The new he's, bronze He used guy, to be yeah. on Twitter. We followed each other. He's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. But he just, I don't know. Somebody whacked him or maybe somebody mechanic got him. I, don't I know. think he's still off. <laughs> some mechanic got him. Oh, but we already said our man Mike Mullins Mike is Mullins back. is here. We didn't say that. There it is. He hey, was like a, he was, you were, as far as I, you were our first guest ever, I think. Right? I think, I, 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 think we, I think we had you on before Pigeon. Yeah, Pigeon, I, I think, came on second. But I don't uh, remember these facts. Yeah, I don't remember if I was the first. I feel like you came on for Masters of the Universe. Yes. I came on for Masters that's of the like Universe. Our, that's like our third or fourth episode. <laughs> yeah. so. And then yeah, I right. came on for a couple Schlocktober. Bull and yeah, yeah. theaters. And yeah. then uh, I think I did one or two yeah, Black Exploitation yeah. History Month. That's right. Yeah. So we haven't seen you in like three years. Yet. Well, we've seen you, but the, the, the listeners haven't seen you in three years. What caused you to what you came to us and we're like, I have to talk about Andy Sedaris. What what was the impetus of this, Mike? Well, um, if you remember, I think it was Foxy Brown, that Foxy Brown episode. One of our greatest episodes. Um, the boss while, love it. For a while it was your highest rated episode. Yeah. It was the most downloads. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a lot of bots, but it, yeah, but it, no. It went to my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, sponsorship deals started rolling in. Oh, um, yep. That always we, happens that way. The, wi- the I, envelopes with the whispers in them. <laughs> I got into hard drugs, fast cars, loose women, mm. and I lost myself. And, I, uh, yeah. you know, put on a few pounds, hairline went back a little bit. Uh, I made some mistakes, burned some bridges, but I said, you know, you know who my true north is? Golden Globus Theater. Goddamn right. So many people have said that. They you know, just stopped doing drugs. I keep hearing that Jesus is a bridge. Golden Globus is a bridge. Yeah. So I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back. Uh, you should, be back. You I, should I, probably join us for our next, uh, right? what is it, uh, Pure Flicks or something? What? <laughs> One of our beautiful Christian movies. Oh, that, yeah. That sounds like <laughs> it is. You would be perfect for the movie called The Trump Prophecy. <laughs> Trump Prophecy. Oh, boy. That sounds thrilling. Yeah. We saw a Josh, Joshua Wesley uh, reenactment in uh, Doctor Strange today, didn't we? Didn't we both see a character? We're like, that's Josh Wesley? Or is that in the trailers? I don't remember. Why are we doing 30 minutes trailers <laughs> for movies nowadays? I don't know. But I... I so, uh, the Northman a couple weeks ago, I saw all the same trailers, and there's like 10 of them, like there was today. There's a lot. I don't want them. Do you want more trailers, Mike? No. I remember the days when I was a kid, one, maybe two. Yeah, one, maybe it. two. And yeah. you got to the movie. And it's shit the you would see online today, too. So it's like, what's the point of chalking my movie full of 45 different trailers? And the problem with the trailers these mm-hmm. days is, depending on the genre, it's the same format. Yeah. It's action sequence, loud music, all the music stops. Yeah, you see a shot of someone kind of like looking around, looking for something. Yeah. And then 
loud music kicks back in, and and then John Krasinski shows or up. Or you get an ironically haunting take on a pop song. They love to oh do that. God. Oh, that's Dude. good. Yeah, and it's always some female vocalist like whispering the lyrics. Right. Yeah, that's the worst. I don't... You know what? You know what's great? Andy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris is well. Great. I, well, I was gonna try to leverage that into something else. So let's revert back like forty-five seconds before okay. Murray did that, because I noticed that everything is just a sequel. Buzz Lightyear is a spinoff, so kind of a sequel. We're getting a second Avatar. We're getting a second um, shit. I don't even remember. There's so many fucking trailers. Top Gun. We're getting a second Top Gun. We're getting all these sequels, and I've noticed. I've noticed, Disney, you got a problem. Your live-action Disney movies are going nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie, and you guys have helped me understand that the Sedarises are still alive and well. Well, Andy isn't. Andy isn't. I, the son and the wife are. The spirit of Sedaris is alive the and well. The spirit of Sedaris is alive and well. I've the seen Sedaris is alive. I've seen those box office numbers for the live-action Disney movies. They're trash. Uh, I looked up the box office numbers on Dallas Connection. Oh, my God. Justice for inflation? You don't even want to talk about it. It's like Avatar numbers. And that's our math. Avatar was another uh, trailer we saw. Yeah, I mentioned that one. No interest. No interest at all. No interest. No one cares. Yeah, is that the biggest movie in the world that no one cares about? (laughs) I think it is. (laughs) You never hear anyone talk about Avatar ever. It was the number one movie at one time. When it came out, it made an ungodly amount of money yeah. but i don't know anyone that saw it and had a good thing to say about it yeah it was a super mario brothers 3 level of like <laughs> let's just give it to everybody because literally when i was doing home theater they would give that movie away with everything like every install i did was like here's your free copy of avatar so it was a total studio buyout like they made it as big as it is but what I really need to know, we're remaking a live-action movie directed by the Sedaris family, written, produced, all that. It's only 90 minutes. What is the live-action Disney movie you need to see by the Sedaris? Ooh. Um, oh, man. You know they get full reign of this. It's not going to be rated PG. It's not going to be rated G. Wait, are we going Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney, what? It's Disney just a lo- one of the classic animated it's just, live action. It's like just Lion Disney. King or whatever. It's Beauty and the Beast. I don't, it's Lion King. I don't know a lot of Disney. I never saw any of those movies. So. You can just think of them, man. Think of think of any of the original Disney princesses. Which one do you want the Sedaris? Which one do you want? I'm not Disney comfortable answering this question. <laughs> this is not a comfortable can question. Can you imagine what Andy Sedaris could do with not seven dwarves? <laughs> I made this awful, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to make it worse. Don't worry about it. But let's Griff, just hear Murray's Griff, answer. I don't. I don't know. I said seven dwarves. Se- oh, okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Chris Cannon's one of the dwarves. Seven, oh, we gonna have to, do we have to call them little people now? Be careful. You don't want to make Peter Dinklage upset. He, well, he's going to play all the roles because <laughs> he gets all the the midget roles, right? That's right. I can say that, right? Yeah, you can say okay. that. I, I don't know what the word word for those people are. I don't know. This uh, enough about Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow is Mother's Day, so is there a more perfect time to talk about Andy Sedaris than on Mother's Day? And you know what I want to say? I think mothers are overrated, and I want I want to give a, a shout out. Ooh, hot take. Well, I, it's even, I'm like, I got even hotter take, and this is very topical. This is very topical. I want to give a shout out to all the women that had abortions. Why don't we ever give them a day? 
And we might not be able to do it anymore if the Supreme Court gets what they want. Right. So I think they're really getting need, carried. Their I fan- mean, I think, think people go, well, yeah, think about Beethoven never would have been. And Hitler either also wouldn't have been born if his mom got him aborted. Think about it that way. I I can't stop thinking about that. We could have just been avoided of all that horrible. We wouldn't right. have a Baron Strucker if we didn't have a Hitler. So that was it's like the wrong time to take a drink of my water. <laughs> it's the right time. It's always the right time. But I'm following along with you here because the party of freedoms is suddenly taking freedoms away. And I just don't get that. Right. Next thing you know, they come for your abortion first. Next thing they come for your Sedaris movies. They're like, those, you can't watch those. Uh, To quote one of their heroes, they can take my Sedaris movies out of my cold, dead hands. That's right. Exactly. That's right. And that's a firm grip. You're carrying a DVD. You have that. When you're watching a Sedaris movie, you have a firm grip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. You see, I don't know why the mechanic. Let's take it back to the mechanic 2011. They were going to put. I'll take it back to the mechanic 1972 because none of you motherfuckers are listening to it, and you should be. I'm so fucking upset with you motherfuckers that Jason Statham is outpacing Bronson. In a day, Statham has outpaced Bronson. That's all it took. Bronson's taken over a week. The pillar of Golden Globus Studios, Bron- Charles Bronson, disrespected. But if Statham was going to pl- like stage out a perfect uh, asphyxiation uh, jerk-off session, <laughs> you put on a goddamn... Yes! You put on a Sedaris exactly. movie. Exactly. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Come. Then I go... I would walk in, I would just see the uh, playing and go, this makes perfect sense. There's no, no crime happened here. No crime because happened Because you're going to want to jerk off and choke yourself. Every, you every police officer knows Sedaris. Yeah. They go, this is another Sedaris... Emmy doesn't even come in. They just take the body away, throw him in a dumpster. Death by Sedaris. <laughs> oh, man. When did you find Sedaris, Mike? Uh, so I found Sedaris the summer between my sixth grade year and oh, seventh Jesus grade. That's the perfect Christ. time to find Sedaris. I, I know. This is why I want to talk about this movie specifically. Okay. Right. Because short story, I was in fourth grade. Jason yeah. Goes to Hell yeah. was hitting HBO and all that. A classmate of mine's father had HBO and would tape the movies off of it. Oh, so yeah. I got to borrow Jason Goes to Hell. Um, and that kind of really started my love of horror. And then I got really into that. But around that time, around 6th grade, 7th grade, all the dudes in my age bracket were interested in naked women. Right. And I yeah. was still just like... I want to see Jason kill some people, right? I feel you. I wasn't... Seeing breasts in movies weren't, like, my driving force. So I was like, oh, I guess I need to see a movie that has, like, a ton of boobs in it so I can, you know, have some water-cooler chat with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Boys. Yuck it up. So I'm at, I'm at Video Club 6 in Livonia. I'm checking out the yep. dollar movies where I hang out, and I see the box art for Dallas Connection. <laughs> and I'm like... There's going to be boobs in this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I rented that and took it home, and I was not let down. There were plenty of boobs. Spoiler alert to all the listeners in <laughs> the Dallas Connection. And that's how I came across now, the virus. there is some kind of age restriction. Beautiful baby boy Mike couldn't just walk up and hand that. So I you, could. You walked in and out with that movie. At that time, because I don't, I'm sure I've told the story during Schlocktober, at that time... It's been four was, years. Retell it. Delivering yeah. flyers for Tormina's Pizza. Hell yeah, you are. Buddy, whose dad was the manager. He would give us 15 bucks cash to go uh, pepper the neighborhood yeah, yeah. with flyers. 
So we would do the first two streets closest to Tormina's. Yeah. And then he would ride us to a dumpster and we'd dump the rest out and just ride around. And then we'd go collect our 15 bucks after a couple hours. Hell yeah. And it was this was a mom and pop video store. Yeah. So I thought I was yeah. rich. You know, I'm, I don't know how old I was between sixth and seventh grade, however old you are then. You're like 12. But, yeah, 11, 12, yeah. But I was like, hey, all this money could be yours if you let me rent rated R movies. And this is before they had the metal detectors to stop people from... So many... Shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So the dude behind the counter was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, you got to rent at least one thing that's PG-13 so your mom doesn't get suspicious. Interesting. And he had me put the rated R movies in my coat. So it's like fucking July in Michigan. <laughs> I'm wearing a coat into the video store. <laughs> and I'm like loading up with horror movies that are rated R. This is the shit. Our generation, this pre-internet generation, had to go through to see yeah. tits. You don't know the work we had to do. You guys yeah, really cool. did have to put in the legwork. Yeah. yeah, right. The only restriction I had was they wouldn't let me in the adult section. Fairly enough, I didn't have any interest because, like I said, I just wanted to watch horror movies. Yeah. Um. So that's all I was renting, and then the odd Sedaris. Right. But, but I mean, that was the beautiful age of horror movies because how I ended up seeing tits outside of scramble porn was a lot of those '80s horror movies because yeah. they they pop in at least one scene. Oh yeah, uh, so like you you rent a slasher, you're pretty much guaranteed to see at least one pair of boobs. There's gonna be teens fucking, yeah. and the male is gonna be completely clothed, and the female will be mostly unclothed. You'll probably see some man ass. Mostly oh yeah, you know comedy, sometimes but, there's a man but ass. You'll, that's true. You'll likely get some some boobs and bush from yeah. from the ladies. Oh yeah, a lot of man ass. Yep, yep. lots of it. Lots of it. <laughs> you can make an egg salad with that, Murray. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I mean, Sedaris only happened on me when this guy started telling me to watch Sedaris movies for this show. Yeah, I got. I think mine first Sedaris was Hard Ticket because that would have been. That, when did that come out? Eighty six or something like that. Yeah, it was mid eighties. Shit, were you twelve too? Yeah, I'd been. I would have been Jesus twelve in eighty six. That's when you. Yeah, you. You weren't horny. You were horny I, little kid. No, I told you guys. Scramble porn in the Friday oh. the Thirteenth movies oh. is how I saw my boobs when I was. 12. I probably saw it on HBO or something because I don't know. I don't know how I could figure out a way to rent them. But, yeah. yeah, but I had no. I I didn't know about the, there was a whole universe to this thing. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know about the genius that is Andy Sedaris. I just go, wow, is this a movie with some tits and he is, girls? He's really big into spy shit. I didn't understand that. Picasso Trigger was the first movie that tipped me off that he wanted to do like Bond movies. Yeah, that's it. Where he was inspired by like the hot Bond chicks, and he was like, I need to see those chicks with their tits like bolted on and fucking. Just well, he's empowering them, Griff. He's like letting the women take the lead instead of the men. The men are just eye candy in these movies. I mean, there's. <laughs> That is, the, yeah, that's true. The men definitely have more of a burlesque ask, burlesque act in the. Uh, I mean, can we talk about some of the things that some of the Sedaris traits that we see in every that he has to have in every movie? He's got to have a shower scene. Shower scene, yeah. I think every movie we've done, there's been a shower scene. He's got to have a hot tub. He's got to work because remember, the best thinking happens in a hot tub. Donna taught us that, I think, in Hard Ticket. Yeah, my, yeah, that sounds right. For some reason, he's got to have radio-controlled cars and boats and planes. I don't know what that's about. Maybe he had well, a deal. Shit. He inspired Death Wish 4. He did. That's a, the, tweet, a tweet for someone special. A tweet for someone special. Um, he's got to have... He's like, I mean, he is the modern-day Hitchcock when you think about it. Andy Sedaris. So he's always got to have a cameo like Hitchcock used to do. No shit. He okay. treated his female stars better, I'm sure, though. Probably. Wait, Hitchcock was a monster? Hitchcock was a monster. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, no, no debate in that one. Oh, okay. Okay. 
And so I think that's it. Is there anything else that you guys can think of that he there's there in all of them? I mean, obviously besides Playboy chicks, but Playboy chick penthouse chicks. Well, that's yeah. the thing. That's I wanted to talk about oh. because we well we learned. I did. I assumed Andy Sedaris did them all. I, I'm sorry, I didn't delve that deep into Andy the world. After we did the Donna and Taryn trilogy of Heart Ticket to Hawaii, Picasso Trigger. Savage Beach. I never, I, I never delved into the '90s. That's I'm glad you're here, Mike, because I've never delved into the '90s, Sedaris. So what happened was apparently, his it's a family business. It's a mom and pop business. His son took over directing and writing some of these movies. Is that true? That is true. Uh, Dallas Connection was actually, I believe, written and directed by his son. Andy Sedaris did not do either. I know that for sure. Yeah. You feel like there was a drop off there from Andy to Son? I don't know Son's name. I honestly can't. Christian. Tell you, dude, it was Christian. Okay. The last time I saw a Sedaris movie was between sixth and seventh grade. Oh wow! <laughs> I saw a couple then, and that was it. Like this is the first time rewatching Dallas Connection for this podcast was the first time I've seen it since that first Holy time. Holy shit! That's yeah, amazing. You, I don't know. I, I'm I'm drunk by proxy being around Gris breaths hitting Thank me, you. so I'm yeah. kind of out of it. Did we even say what spurred on this? Because you came to us with some some. You said I got to talk about Sedaris. You did bring that up already. Yeah. Well, what, what did, you, did you give us a reason? Did you give us a reason? I know you told us your uh, hard luck story about yeah, you being drunk. I, I wanted to come back and see the boys. Okay. Be back. Really, that was it. And I was like, what? What? Because you went out and bought all the movies. So yeah. I mean, was it like you were just like. You finally got it. It clicked. You're like, this guy's a genius. He knows what he's doing. No, I didn't even rewatch it before. <laughs> I just wanted to come see you guys. Okay. We, we, got, we have to point out, Mike got married two weeks ago. It's already hit the rocks now. He's like, I got to get the fuck out of the house. Dude, I watched Dallas Connection this morning in preparation for the podcast. Like, I didn't watch it and then go, I need to go talk to the Golden Globies about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, I need to go talk to the Golden Globies. What movie can I use as my excuse to get in there? That's perfect. Like, you don't need an excuse. Dallas Connection. That's perfect. You don't need an excuse. You're That's all we need. There. Well, look, I'll be more than happy to be your uh, your token Sedaris guest. Okay. I mean, there's well, at we, least I, nine more, apparently. So. Well, we, uh, people don't know Mike. Mike, he's a horror expert. He's forgotten more about horror than me and Griffin and I will ever know. And I'm pretty good with horror. This myself. is true. So, maybe it's October. You need to you gotta come back. Maybe you can curate a month for us. I don't know. Let's yeah, do it. I, I, hey, look, I got time to prep, so I can do that for sure. Woo! So, like we were saying, Sedaris was known for the Playboy Playmates. But in this one, we get predominantly penthouse pets. So it raises the question. I'm going to ask you guys. Playboy Playmates or penthouse pets? What you got? What you taking? Oh, it's very simple. Is there a difference? There is a difference, and I'll explain it after you I can't, your choice. I can't see a difference. If I've seen Playboy Playmates in earlier Sedaris movies, I can't tell the difference because they look the same. Giant hard tits, flat back that just goes straight from neck down to ankle. That's it. I got nothing. My only guess would be I vaguely remember Playboy had certain rules about the types of photos they would put in their magazine. Right. And I think it was either Penthouse or Hustler that was like, no, we're going to get a little bit more gratuitous. Here's the proper answer. As well, I think I explained this when we did the Playboy roller disco episode. Yeah. There's, there was a pornography hierarchy. 
On the top, you had Playboy. Okay. In the middle, you had Penthouse. And way at the bottom, you had Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to deny, Playboy had the best-looking women, but they're probably too good-looking. Yeah. Like, I bet sex with a Playboy playmate's boring as shit. Unless you're rich and famous, then they'll work for it. But if they're not, they're just going to lay there and make you do all the work. The modern Kardashians, a.k.a. Playboy. Exactly. Yeah. Hustler... Probably the best sex you're going to get, but you don't want to fuck these women because they're like they're lot lizards and ring rats, what have you, <laughs> you know. So right in the middle, you get that penthouse. They're hot, but they're also dirtier. So I'm going penthouse pets, are the pick is what you want. Oh, okay. Because like I think, and Willie Dynamite explained Playboy perfectly. It's a fucking corny ass white suburban man. white boy fantasy. fucking fantasy. Yeah. Hugh Hefner, man-child. He wears the fucking pajamas his whole fucking adult life. It's true. Pseudo-intellectual, pseudo-sophisticated. He's just a... I mean, we learned from this, uh, this documentary he's came out. He's just a pimp. That's what we learned yeah. about the guy. But he's, he's high class. Bob Guccione, sleazebag. And he knew it. He embraced it. He's like... He had the, the interior decorating taste of a Donald Trump. Everything was gold. <laughs> Here, this is a true story about Bob Guccione. He had his... Dobermans, he put gold caps on their fangs. No. If anyone doesn't know who the Gooch is, if you've ever seen Kill Bill 2, Bud's boss in the strip club, that guy's look was based on Bob Guccione. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So Bob Guccione owned it. He was like, I'm a sleazy fucking dude. I got, I guess, like you said, it's a, it was a little dirtier, which I like. Because Playboy, too much airbrushing and all that shit. I agree. But they still, they were a higher level than Hustler. Hustler. Larry Flint. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I mean, we all thank him for his, his struggles with free uh, freedom of speech and all that shit that he did. Yeah. The people versus Larry Flint. We've all yeah. seen that. Yeah, we, of course. But, yeah. So, Penthouse Pets. Trust it. <laughs> Christian, you did a good job. Penthouse Pets. You know what? I think the only thing that could be better right now, Murray? Going to a trailer? Fuck yeah. All right, everybody. We're heading out for a trip to the Big D. And we're not talking about dicks. We're talking about Dallas. The Dallas Connection. This project has worldwide ramifications. It will affect the very existence of our planet. Three scientists were killed in the past 12 hours. That leaves only one man. You, Mr. Morales, must be protected. In an adventure that spans the globe, agents Chris Cannon and Mark Austin have three days to stop a band of assassins and make the Dallas Connection. The Dallas Connection, where beauty meets brawn. And brawn meets brains. Right cross is something you're born with, not like that kung fu crap. Don't miss the Dallas Connection, starring Bruce Penhaw, Mark Barrier, Penthouse Pets Julie Smith, Sam Phillips, Pet of the Year Julie Strain, and Playboy Playmates Wendy Hamilton and Kim Oh my Allen. god, Andy Sedaris. Who would have thought the Sedaris people were world travelers? They're going globetrotters. They have the greatest uh, collection of stock footage than any <laughs> movie, movie company ever has. They, they are 
the modern day Ed Woods, but they know how to use their stock footage. Right. I'm curious because you said he saw this when you were just a baby boy. Yeah. Did you gather any of this plot together, or were you just like that chick's gonna show me some skin? No, I I pretty much was just focused on. Remember, the goal was yes. to see some skin. Yeah, so I could have the wa- water cooler talk on the playground mm-hmm. or wherever during during lunch because I was going into seventh grade, so there wouldn't have been a playground. Okay, but because this movie we locker talk, room talk, yeah, locker room talk, locker room talk. It's okay. You can say anything in the locker room or outside the locker room as long as it's under the guise of locker room talk. It's like uh, lawyer something confidentiality. <laughs> lawyer client privilege. Right. Yeah. Or HIPAA privilege. You can actually put that under the umbrella of HIPAA because that's your men's health is to exercise your penis. Right. John Claude told me you got to unclog the pipe. You can't You can't let it. He, he said that. I saw him say that. He did? Yeah. He's like, get your golf sometimes because oh. you, you can't let that shit build up. Make you go crazy. There we go. Men's health. Yeah. All right. You heard John Claude shooting up a place? No. <laughs> I haven't. You're right. Exactly. It's because he regularly shoots up the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So, guys, we're traveling all over the place, but for today, we're starting in Paris, France. Beautiful. Yeah, we classy. See, we see the Eiffel. We know it's there because the Eiffel Tower. We see all the tourist spots, and, and we're getting we're getting the cuts of all the credits. You know, everybody in the movie and everything. Disappointed. There's not a theme song because there usually is a theme song. The, no, but the music. Short story about the music. Oh, um, please. This was before I moved the VCR into my bedroom. Oh, at this point, you watched this in the family living room. I did. Oh my but god! I would watch it like late at night, like at least midnight. Right, mom's asleep, but her room was next to the living room, and I grew up in Redford, paper thin walls. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the music they chose to start this film. I don't know. She had to have heard what I was watching, right? Because I'm not going to turn it all the way down. How she didn't come out and go, are you watching softcore porn? For real. Because that music, there was no Hard Ticket to Hawaii theme song, Mm -mm. but that music was just straight up softcore porn. Yeah. They dirtied up Seinfeld. Yeah. It it had the thick bass lines and everything. They kind of let it speak for itself because you notice they mute all the moaning. There is no moaning in this movie. I did notice that. yeah. Yeah. So I wonder they if, were looking out for you. They were like, "Well, we know my, Mike's mom fears the moaning, right?" This, the Sedaris family knows that it's yeah. like teenage boys <laughs> are watching these, this. Right. These are the movies you got to watch in the down low, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that you hear this off-court <laughs> porn. No, mom, it's Seinfeld. You just haven't seen this episode. Elaine's doing something really funny right now. <laughs> Getting it on with Patrick Warburton. <laughs> so we all, we go cut to the chase. We yeah. We, Andy and Christian, they give you what you want, what you need. Oh, you see a dude it's tied up to a bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I we, as soon as as soon as this started, I, I'm just going to interject here. As soon as this started, I just turned the lights off and started lighting the candles. You, you set the mood. I set the mood. Yeah. Right. So. I, I thought that was weird when I got here and the candles were up. And I'm like, well, well, yeah. I had watched the movie again right before you got here. Right. Uh, the sun was killing the mood, but I still did it. And then, of course, I started the Golden Globus OnlyFans stream. Cause... I thought it was weird, too. But then when you came out of your bedroom wearing nothing but an open bathrobe, I was like, oh, no, this is normal. Yeah, no, this right. is normal. You've yeah. been, I mean, it's yeah. been years, but no, we haven't changed a thing about the no, podcast. Exactly. We've, we stayed humble. 
Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. It's not a real recording session unless Griff is hanging dong. Right. <sighs> I got to hang dong. All right. right. I just got to feel the well, plastic on my testicles. You don't like to feel restricted, testicles. you know? I can't be restricted when I talk my mind, you know? Right. I got to be free everywhere. Free of body, free of mind. Free of body, no, free right. of mind. And you know you're not at your freest unless you're just slathered in pack jelly. Right. And we learned that in this movie. I... We we first of all we we meet the character Black Widow played by Julie Strain who did a did a lot of like B male movies. Yeah. Fun fact about Julie Strain: unfortunately, she died a couple years ago. Died recently. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think I remember hearing that. But all right, she when she was like nineteen or twenty, she fell off a horse, hit her head, and got literally got amnesia. No shit. And I don't think she ever got her memory back. If I know hear the story right, which is really fucking weird. Yeah. Wouldn't that be weird. And unfortunately, I think that's why she, cause she died. Like she, cause she was only in her fifties. She's not that older than me. She died like dementia. So I'm sure it had something to do with hitting oh, her head. Yeah. Oh my god! Especially Wait. if you get hit hard enough to lose your memory. Yeah. Wait, I thought amnesia was like three steps beyond dementia. Amnesia is you freaking you lose your memory. Dementia just you just like losing your mind. You don't know like who you are and all that shit. So, cause she like even, she like she knows she knows. I think she would. I don't. I don't know. I never really looked in. I mean, all I know from amnesia is sitcoms where you get hit on the head and you hit again and you get your memory back, like right. that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it's fun to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just fun. Well, it was a it was a common uh, sitcom. Trope. It's, it's like, like the, the coconut falls from a tree. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. There was a Gilligan's yeah. Island where yeah. that happened. Yeah. Oh, so. Uncle Tim's back. <laughs> right. So it's the Weaver lock, and you just need to come with come slap yeah. you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Poor Julie Strain. But she she works at Peck Jelly. Like no, I was like, I wish she was alive so we could hire her. Yeah. She did a great job in this movie. I loved her. Yeah. My favorite scene in this movie belongs to her. And you All everyone right. knows what that scene is, I think. We'll see. We'll see when we get so there. So she's slathering the Peck Jelly on this this hunk of a man. He's, oh, she's she's got a guy dressed like Danzig. Just fucking leather, metal, everything, just skulls. Uh she's on the platform heels. She's doing the the John DeHart with the ice cubes, playing his his abs like some fucking one of those uh, washboard things. <laughs> Hillbillies play. I don't know what the fuck they're called. <laughs> She's doing it all, but and, fucking them. And Mr. Sedaris is sitting in the corner, blowing in a jug. <laughs> exactly. That was his cameo. Who? 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 Well, did you hear the music? That's what it was playing. Yeah, while, like, it was. It was very strange. Okay, Christian does not know how to do the music like Andy. We've already discussed that. So, Black Widow, she's teased him enough. It's time to get down to business. And I got to say, guys, if you're not making out with fingers in your guy's mouth while you're doing it, you're just doing it wrong. That's how you make out. Yeah. Yeah. You no, just no, no, that. you just tongue in and also a couple fingers in the mouth, too. Yeah. That's what's good. Yeah. You want to make him vomit. <laughs> full, full disclosure, uh... This movie did not jog my uh, <laughs> my, my hormones, and I, I was like, "This is weird." Yeah, uh, you didn't you didn't learn anything that you used later on in life when you were twelve years old. You no, were man, like, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't primed for this. I saw it, and I'm like, "I don't know about this." Can I go back just watching mass dudes yeah. kill people? What was the first movie you saw after watching this? Where you're like, okay, I got to cleanse myself of this? Remember. Okay. I don't remember. I'm going to start in this Nightmare on Elm Street series I've heard <laughs> yeah. of. Like something so much better. So she sails up, goes for a ride on old Jean-Pierre. I just, I'm sorry, to get beyond the finger thing here, 
It doesn't just happen in this one scene. There's multiple scenes where people make well, out and Griff, show fingers. You can't show a dick going in anybody's mouth, so it's oh, a theater of the imagination. You know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's clearly what it was a stand-in for, right? Wait. Yeah. Okay. 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 While this all this fucking's going on, we see this guy. I'm glad. I'm fucking glad that. They they pointed out that this was a fake mustache. I was like, is he wearing a is he wearing a fucking samurai cop mustache? Yeah, it was because it was the worst fake mustache I've ever seen. Baggy suit. But this this guy, nineties baggy suit. That, this guy was nineties personified, dude. He, he was because yeah. later on he's got the douchey fucking goatee without the mustache. Jesus Christ. He's got the sleeveless flannel shirt. He's got the chain fucking wallet. I mean, yeah. he was, he was Mister Nineties should have been his character, isn't it? It could have been. He's driving up to the. He drives up to the house where those all his fucking's going. He's on. pretending to be the driver. He's got the fucking ja- uh, the hat on and everything. Glasses to seem sophisticated. Right. I liked it. I was buying it. Knocks at the door. He's met by French Mattingly, and he's just like, uh, "Can I speak to Jean Pierre, Professor Jean Pierre?" We learned this guy's a scientist. He's that's because he's a hot dude. Doesn't mean he's not smart. Yeah. And he's like, uh, he's not seeing anyone. He's he's sucking on someone's fingers right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you wait 15 minutes? And you notice he had that fucking filthy name. Oh, yeah, chin. no, of course oh. I noticed that. Oh. It was the worst. <laughs> and, and, and then this guy, the mustache guy, does the perfect thing. He shoots him because that's what you do when you see someone with that flimsy. Yeah, you got that pretentious, uh, 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 you know, name chain. Then, yeah, you just shoot him in the back. Cut back to the, the I think the fuck session had ended. So Black Widow pulls out a knife on our door, our boy. Yeah, and we're thinking the kink's about to step up a notch. Or we're about to see a murder. Well, maybe a murder. I just thought it was going to be more king. I thought it, I don't know. Well, they're, done with, they're done fucking. She cuts him free. So we're thinking it's this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was thinking she was going to stab him, and then she cuts him free. I'm like, okay. And then she stabs him? I don't know. No. No, no. no she does. She just cuts him free, and then she oh, goes, and she's yeah. like, I have this, uh, these great bel. I think they're Belgian or French chocolate. Of something. They oh, they're from the she's Alps. Like, she's like, you need to try them. And so I'm thinking, oh, Black Widow. She probably poisoned the chocolates. That's what you're yeah. thinking. Yeah. No, she she pulls out a gun and shoots them. <laughs> right between the eyes. Gnarly. Cowabunga. And as that happens, we, the, the Mr. 90s platterpus. Not platypus. Platter puss. So I want to put a pin in this. <laughs> Please. They called him platter puss, and I rewound, and I was like, did I hear that right? Did they say platter puss? And they did. They said platter puss. I'm like, why isn't it platter puss? Do they just not know the word? Okay, moving on. We're going to come back to this later in the movie. Okay, okay. good. I think they just want to emphasize the word puss. Is basically I thought that. so, too, because I thought that was his nickname. Is everyone just yeah. like, puss? Let's go. And, you know, it. No, there's a payoff on this later in the movie. There's a payoff. There's a Whoa. payoff. Wow. So many layers. That layers. No. So he's like, wow, cool, man. And he, he records the, the kill to make, make God sure. God damn it. Okay. Even in today's technology, that is a camera in today's technology. Like that small and everything. <laughs> yep. These were voice recorders. Yeah, there was a lot of Walkmans being <laughs> repurposed for spy shit. Andy Sedaris was ahead of his time. He was right. predicting the future. Right. He right. did a good job. Everything's very real in this movie. You feel like you reach out and touch it. That's what I don't like about, you know. I, okay, Strange is obviously going to be in a whole different world because it's Doctor Strange. It's going to be a right. lot of weird shit. We're There's, talking Doctor Sedaris. Yeah, we're talking Doctor Sedaris. Everything in here you can reach out and touch. Those tits, you're like, oh, my God, that's going to feel like concrete. 
and they look like concrete. Yeah. Yeah. So they head out. They got the, I guess they recorded the kill. Their boss will know they did it. They're heading to the airport, and we see Black Widow. She always covers her tracks. She's got her fingerprints uh, covered with some kind of plastic. This is beautiful. Rubber. Spy shit. rubber is- I think it's just rubber cement she just put on her fingers. But I, it works. I want to say it very simply and very clearly. This is better than Mechanic 2011. <laughs> I won't argue with that. Like, well, it probably won't get the downloads, and I'm going to be angry with you people, but you're right. <laughs> Well, when they see it's four and a half hours long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, one Sorry, person was complaining we only did an hour and 17 <laughs> minutes for fucking mechanic. So what do you want from us? So, and I'm, I was glad to notice Platypus takes that shitty fucking fake mustache off. I was like, is he going to wear that? They're going to pretend that's a real mustache? No. He was it, it not a shock that Black Widow was like, oh, Platypus. I think she was being... I hope she was being sarcastic. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't know it was you. I could Yeah, that's that was that's her thing. She she like Julie Strain gets it. She's she's she gets the role. She's being sarcastic all the time, you know. She knows what kind of movie she's in. Brother Platypus, I knew you'd come. Head off to the airport. She like the everybody's got these giant fucking Seinfeld phones. Yeah, well, it's the times. We meet their uh their uh, henchman, Foo, played by the very underrated Gerald Akamura. Yeah, you weren't here for this. Uh, Murray was here, you know, 20 minutes before we headed over to the movie theater. All we did was talk about Ger- <laughs> Gerald Akamura. Gerald Akamura. Because this guy is Al Young level. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it look, great. we all love Al Young. He deserves all the accolades he gets, but no one gives. I mean, we got to see. It's the greatest movie of all time, Samurai Cop, Gerald Akimura in a love scene. <laughs> you got to see him something. in a Speedo. That was something. Yes. Apparently, I need to watch Samurai Cop now. <laughs> Have you really never seen it? I've never seen Samurai it. Samurai Cop with, is not amazing. Not with our inspiration? Never? Yeah. That movie's amazing. I'm not even kidding. If you would like to, I, I would like to join you for your first viewing. We can make this happen. I would really like that. Uh, maybe Murray could come for that too, because well, I, I feel like we might have to talk him through it. I mean, it's an, it's an experience. That's like a christening for us. Yeah, like that's. that's I don't think that's a, not only but it is Mike responsible for this podcast. Samurai Cop, I think, is responsible. I think that solidified is, like our friendship. We were like have. we were so blown away by the movie. Yeah, it wasn't NES games. It was definitely no. Samurai Cop yeah. and dumb movies like uh, Iron uh, <laughs> Legion of Iron. Legion of Iron. Yeah. yeah. Look, man, let's get back to this movie, please. So they take off. They're like Black Widow's like heading to Dallas. Click, and now we're in. Cape Town, South Africa. We get some more beautiful, grainy as fuck footage of tippos and lions and giraffes. You, uh, who said it? That he's the master of B footage? Yeah, I did. You did it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because this is some great B footage. Well, it's not really. It's pretty. It's fucking grainy as fuck. It doesn't match. The well, film. Murray, it does not match the film stock <laughs> no. at all. Well, and that's made even more uh, obvious in the Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> It's oh, like wow. watching scramble porn. Guys, it's come on. We talked we talked about this last week. When you go to Mexico, you got to put the filter over the camera. Right. So it's all it is cuz South South Africa, it looks different. It's very grainy. It's very grainy down yeah. there. It's just pixelated. Like they're in 8-bit world, we're in fucking PlayStation 4 world over right. here. So we're at Pete Vandermeer's ranch in Cape Town. And he's getting ready. He's another scientist and the owner of like a basketball team, right? Pete Vandermeer? That's too familiar, right? I don't know. He owns the Sonics, maybe? <laughs> the Sonics haven't existed for like 15 <laughs> years. 
So yeah, he he's heading out for this big symposium in the Big D, Dallas. Yeah, I like that. Even in South America or South Africa, they know Dallas is the Big D. Well, first of all, the Big D is Detroit. I thought Dallas so. is the little D. Yeah, I thought so too. And I I think did you do some dialect coaching on this movie because this guy's <laughs> his African accent was oh I don't know what the fuck he was trying to well, do dude I thought uh, Jean Pierre was German at first <laughs> <laughs> he, he started off I'm like wait I thought they were in France that sounds like a German accent and then it kind of leveled out but yeah the accents were all a mixed bag. You know, I did do a little help on this movie, and I said, "You got to enunciate your words." I love your wife. I have to go. South Africa, there. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't do that. That for what? But he doesn't always say goodbye to his beautiful wife. He says goodbye to his stable hand Hans. Well, he says to his beautiful wife, "I'll take you to a nice hotel (laughs) when I get back." While that's going on, as Griff <laughs> accurately put in our notes, a large-breasted woman <laughs> called Cobra outside of Pete's house, and she's got her... IMDb had no <laughs> pictures of these people, so I couldn't figure out who it was. And I wasn't going to go back and retro-do my notes. So, yeah, that would that'd be that'd take work. We don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, she is a large-breasted woman. She, she is. And her name is Cobra. And she, uh, she's got her, uh, her radio controlled little doom buggy. <laughs> this is a, this is a classic, uh, Sedaris move. She's got, she's got a headset. I don't know. Was that controlling the doom buggy? I know. I did. I, did go ahead. Yeah. She put that on and I had no idea why she put that on. That we it, just, do, it looks more high tech. We like, do come back to that later in the movie because yeah. the Sedaris family, they do think ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are no plot holes in, in the Sedaris In this moment. moment in time, I was like, why the hell is she wearing a headset <laughs> for an RC car? I was so confused about that. And I was like, oh, are they going to play music? Like, she's she's got her jams that she has to listen to while she kills. Like, that right. would that's cool. That'd be cool. That'd be a thing. But yeah. Anyways, Pete stops the car. Like she's on the side of the road. He stops the car about fifty he, feet. He's from on her. a beautiful secluded ranch with right. guards, hand, stable hands, everything. And he's got the main stable hand, who you said, Hans. 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 Not Franz. And Hans has to go out and open the gate for him, and he has to be parked there for a minute. He's parked there for quite a while. Oh well, yeah, he's got to stay there long for enough time night. because one thing we learned about Cobra, he's pretty adept with the RC, but very slow. She does things very slow with it because it's slowly, slow. Like you think they could, they could just speed up the footage. I mean, obviously, an radio controlled doom by going go so fast, you can speed the footage up. Right, well, you got to make sure, like Disney does with all their movies, you got to make sure it's over an hour and forty minutes long. Good, padding, padding. So it goes underneath the car. Boom, goes the dynamite. Another guy, another scientist killed. She bends over in front of the camera. We get a nice look at her ass. Pulls out her Seinfeld phone. Hey, man. Mission accomplished. Heading out to the D. While that's going on, Hans shows up on his horse, and there's a camera on a tripod. Or it's really a Walkman on a tripod. It's a Walkman, yeah. It's all right. And he takes it. He opens it up. Apparently, (laughs) audio tape can record video because... Well, Mike worked in the PI business, so just go ahead and let us know. This is... is, uh, It could have been technology 
you know, uh, made for this movie. It was a very, very small tape that clearly belongs in a voice recorder. <laughs> oh. But, you know, hey, these are, you have to suspend uh, your disbelief. Right. You're supposed you're... to believe these women's breasts are real. That's how much yeah. you have to suspend see, your disbelief. Uh, because we're on a podcast, people can't see that Mike's winking at us. He doesn't want the world to know about this secret technology of tape right. recording video on a audio right. tape. There so. are certain things that I am not allowed to disclose due to various NDAs I had to sign right. to walk away from that business with my life. And again, Mike has winked at us, so right. he cannot say it. He backed up many a mechanic in his life. That's right. Oh, well, shit, he's probably one for yeah. Oh, never mind. I won't, I won't yeah, say what no. Mike just did yeah, We there. don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've been to Paris. We've been to Cape Town. Off to Hong Kong. Some nice, more fucking stock footage of, of Hong Kong. They took footage, I think, from Inner the Dragon. I mean, that's how bad it was. <laughs> and we see Bruce Lee in a fucking boat, and then we see that the Hong Kong Country Club. And we, we see another scientist. He's, 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 he's behind this lovely lady, Scorpion. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can you describe her, her outfit that she has chosen? To wear to the golf course, please. Whore Christmas. <laughs> that's that's the best I could explain it. Yeah, very short skirt. What what, what was she wearing? The it time? was a normal. It was a, it was a bralette. It was pretty much just like a bra. Yeah, bra and a short skirt. It wasn't even a short skirt. It's just she pulled it up like right under her bra, so it only covered maybe an inch below her butt cheeks. Yeah, yeah. As soon as she bends over, you see her entire ass. Yeah, right. side ass. Yeah, and it. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. this. Was a pretty flat ass. This one had. Is there a woman in this movie you'd say who has a voluptuous? Uh, voluptuous, no, but I think Cole, I think Cobra and uh, Black Widow are decent asses. They weren't like blowing my mind, but they weren't. Okay. So now, but this isn't just any fucking act. This is our first Playboy Playmate, and we we know when we do a Sedaris movie, you got to give the fucking the fans what they want, the deets. This isn't just any woman. This is Miss December nineteen ninety one, Wendy Hamilton. Bro. From you know where she's from, Griff? The real big D, Detroit, Michigan. No shit. Oh, no way. You know what her turn ons are, Griff? Oh, it's gotta be Coney Dogs. No. Rock and roll. Well, that makes sense. Warm Rock weather. Wait, that doesn't make high sense. High performance vehicles. That makes sense. And kisses on the wrist. What? It's her turn ons, not mine. Her turn offs? Doing laundry. I agree. Paying bills, I agree as well. Wet socks. Yes. Oh, God. No one likes wet socks. 100%. Dirty bathrooms. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, we can agree on that. Flat tires and speeding tickets. Flat asses? What? Yes. <laughs> so now she's playing ahead of our next victims, and she's giving them a show, Griff. This Because this, this scene went on for about... 20 minutes we see we learn how to play golf by watching this scene <laughs> the first thing i said to mike her form I, was awful by the way when we when the movie started when the trailer started was man these are longer than the fucking uh, golf scene in dale's connection why is this scene so long did this I, I bet it had to be a contractual thing trying to because they hired a playboy playmate maybe she demanded some oh screen time of screen time or something i don't know Oh, that's that just speculation. Sense. Don't take that to the bank. Because I mean, we literally get five minutes of her just driving a golf cart. <laughs> we do, and we, we do. And you hear the whir of that electric engine, and then there's several scenes of her just like, "Oops." Yeah, yeah. there's at least 
three or four holes of her just playing before. You were going somewhere with it. No, nope, three or four b- holes before. Oh. <laughs> uh, the two dudes behind her, and then her looking back and like winking, and them looking at each other like, "Oh, there's this almost naked lady." I want to put a hole in that one, right? Anyway. Or one in that hole, I should say. There we go. Something. And yeah, so uh, she's working these, working her mark. Yeah, she's like, I'm just gonna play in front of you guys, and of course the Hong Kong and uh, Professor Son, Professor Son, he's just like, you will be a great inspiration for us. Ooh, that was really racist. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. calm down, Hirohito. So Professor Son, he shanks it because he seems so much side ass. He's like going crazy. Hits it in the rough. I was waiting for a ninja to jump out and attack him. We both Because we know when you're on a golf course, ninjas are all over. They have signs that say beware ninjas. Yeah, we're right. We've seen Ninja 3 recently. Right. I mean, come on. We know. But no, Scorpion finds that ball first, and she switches it out. We're like, uh-oh, I don't like this. Then Sun, he, he finds his ball, and you got to play it where it lays. This is golf. They're playing by the rules. Of course. Hits that ball Boom! <laughs> so we got to mention that the guy he was golfing with pulls out the little tape recorder slash right. camera. Yeah, I thought he was just taping his form, you know, to get it right. But no, there's something nefarious th- going yeah, on. Well, he is credited as being like golf guru or, guru or something like that. So I thought it literally was like him just trying to get audio or uh, video footage of him golfing so that they could go back and play the tape. Like, here's where you fucked up your form. Right. Something like that. Right. But the way this is mechanical level, mechanic level of like, you know, deception. You see, yeah. I I actually made a note that this was not mechanic level. Oh, you don't think <laughs> because, it was mechanic level? Because have you seen Statham's mechanic? I'm talking original <laughs> Bronson mechanic. Yeah, you can't make that look like an accident. He, what he, happened? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Not, not not even making it look like an accident. But he plans everything out meticulously. Scorpion's whole plan was left to chance. What if this guy was a good golfer and he never shanked the ball? Oh, why is she showing ass? You can't fucking play a game. You can't, unless you're a woman golfer, you can't play a game of fucking golf with some ass in front of you all the time. That's why. Maybe that's why they extended the too, scene. Too many variables. Too that's many why variables. they extended the scene because it's like you're seeing what he's going She's through. Mentally breaking him down. Yeah, right, yeah. You know what? You know what? Okay. There is definitely that. She is adding to her odds, but it's still luck based. So this uh, is 2011 mechanical. Yeah, this is 2011. This is not. Bron- Listen, the Bronson Arthur Bishop would be rolling over in his grave. Oh no, yeah, absolutely. He'd be squeezing would. that wax ball furiously. Furiously, yeah. He'd be like in the pond with like a goose uh, helmet on, like <laughs> peeping up or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. he would be doing some real secret right. shit, like a blow dart that yeah. had some like jellyfish poison on it or some shit. Or it'd be like the uh, the uh, drink girl who comes around the golf cart, golf cart. Right. Would bring him a hot dog, and he would blow dart into the hot dog, and he'd be poisoned. He'd eat the hot dog whole, because yeah. he Kobayashi's every hot dog. We all know Asians. That's only, how Asians eat hot dogs. That, we all know that. Yeah. yeah, Kobayashi is not a spectacle. Yeah. That's how Asians eat hot dogs. <laughs> right. Yeah, Paul London told us that. When he said he was in Japan, he was like, the way they eat hot dogs, I don't want to go into it. Yeah, he was like, my hot dogs are my favorite food, but they wouldn't let me eat it the way I want to eat it. They told me, this is how you eat it, (laughs) and you soak it in water and just goose it down your throat. Right. The scorpion calls in her boss. I just blasted my way out of the rough. I'll see you in the big D. Did, you, think, you think everyone was using the same phone? Was that same fucking Seinfeld phone? 
Had to have been. Absolutely. <laughs> There's well, only so much budget in the Sedaris movie. Right. But think about it. If I put you guys out on a mission, I'd buy us all the same tech gear, too. Three Apple Watches. <laughs> three Air Tags. Hey, guys, here's your brick phone. Make sure you charge it. Three three different bass players to follow you around to do sweet Seinfeld bass lines when you finish your job. Now, we've seen We've met our villains. Now we're going to meet our hero, hero Nick Lang. And he's like, he's in his office. He's the head of iWar, which I have written somewhere. The International World Arms Removal. Mm. We need an iWar today. We do. We need it. We need it in Russia right now. We need it in America right now. So he's like, get me Sam Max pronto. And then he just, they meet, and then they get him, and he's like, meet me at the airstrip for Dallas. Sam's working out because she's getting prepared. She's always prepared. Did this, like, movie inspire you to, like, keep in really good shape, though? Because, I mean, everybody. No. <laughs> Remember, I was, like, 11 or 12. Working out was not was not on my radar. <laughs> this movie is trying to hammer home, like, you got to work out. Right. Yeah. yeah, they do. They do. There are a few characters that uh, make it a point to get in a good workout. And when you're working out, you get sweaty, and you, you don't want sweaty. you don't like wet socks. You don't want a wet top. Oh shit! Is that one of her turnoffs? A wet top? Right. Well, she was in penthouse. Thank God, all the penthouse girls don't have turn-ons and turn-offs, so I didn't have to look. Everything that shit turns off. them on. Everything turns them exactly. off. Exactly. They're perfect yin yang right. counterbalance. That's why I said penthouse bets are the best. So she rips off her uh, top. We see some hard boobs. I got to say, when I got to some of the sex scenes, some of the nudity scenes in this movie, all I could think about was Glenn Danzig. Because they linger, they zoom in, and they pan across. That's all they Well, How do you think he learned how to do his camera work? So you're agreeing. Danzig's on the record as saying Andy Sedaris inspired oh. his cinematography. Okay. You know that. I just wanted to confirm that, so we've confirmed it. So they meet at the airstrap. They take, I, I was not feeling Sam at all. She had that horrible fucking 12-packs-a-day voice. Oh, yeah. She she definitely uh, she definitely had that uh, raspy aunt you see just right. at like uh, the occasional birthday party. You're like, oh, here, here comes Aunt Sam. So he's like, hey, Nick. Yeah. What's happening? That was rough. Her sex scene that we're going to get to in a little bit, very rough. <laughs> Uh, and then it was she had like the tattooed on makeup, and that creeped me out too. I don't even think it was a thing. I don't think that's what she did. Yeah, but she it had looked the, that she had way. like the heavy lip liner on. Platterpuss yeah. was the epitome of '90s male. Sam Max was the epitome <laughs> of '90s female. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, not great. Not good. So we did. We get the breakdown. What What is the Dallas connection? What's going on? What is this mission? And it's not a Sedaris movie. Picasso Trigger taught me this because I thought all Sedaris movies were just stupid. Let's just get some boobs nope. and have some action. Picasso Trigger was the most convoluted fucking story. And then I saw Picasso time. Trigger, and I was yes. like, Sedaris is going for James Bond meets <laughs> naked women. And this movie keeps that alive because we're talking four scientists across the globe getting a satellite. We're getting into GoldenEye territory again. We talked about that last week. We're getting into GoldenEye no. territory again because there's a satellite, and it's going to be super-powered by asteroids. <laughs> yeah, dude, they lost me. Yeah. <laughs> they, they lost me on that bit. I was like, all right, let's just go back to the spy shit because – 
You're you're reaching here. <laughs> I just right. love it because like we've disarmed your brain enough with naked women and flat asses. You're just gonna absorb whatever science we throw at you. Because they're literally saying, "Yeah, the stars are about to align, and the meteor shower is about to pass over. We need these four computer chips to align so that right. the satellite can go up, and then it can uncover every nuclear weapon. Well, any weapon, any and it, weapon, and it can look through dirt, the ground, anywhere. Do it's you, that powerful. Do either of you eat peanut M and M's? And I promise this is relevant. Only if they're green and brown. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm a I'm a fucking savage. I'll eat them so, all. So, right. Same here. But very, they're not sexy anymore, though. You know when no, you that, eat uh, peanut M&M's and you're having a good time, you're having a party <laughs> in your mouth, and then you get the one that has, like, the burnt fucking peanut? Yes, yeah, yes. This part of the plot was the burnt peanut. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. We got some weird spy ladies blowing people up this school, and then they're like, supercharged spy meteors. Like, oh, there's the burnt peanut. And, it's, and the, burnt the meteor peanut. show is only going to happen for another 100 years. So they have to. They have three days to get this up in the this, air. This is, this is why we need more guests on, because the perfectly articulated metaphor right there, right. instead of me rambling about hot dogs not being perfectly grilled and us getting right. in a fight about right. it. So perfect. Great so now job. that Thank we need you. we need four chips that four different scientists, the scientists we've three of which we've already seen, and now there's one guy left, Antonio Morales. He's he's an Argentinian. Uh, who, what country are they working for? They like it's like this. They, who are they fighting against? That the entire world is combining to get this satellite up. Are we all against Russia still? In the nineties, Russia was dead. Russia was over. Yeah, the USSR was gone by this point, but it was probably still it was probably the Russians, and they just didn't come out. Well, we've same. learned from recent history: don't never, don't ever trust the Russians, right? Because right. you know. So yeah, so it's, it's so there are all these countries working in unison. We need got the four ships, four scientists. Three of the scientists have been dead. We need to protect this last fucking thing because we need one of the only one of these scientists knows how to activate. The four chips. Yeah, four. All four of all them four know of them, how to yeah. do it, but obviously now we're down to one. So he's like, we, they're going to meet up with Antonio Morales, who's the one guy left. But they're like, we got to get our team together. Call in my best guys, Chris Cannon and Mark Austin. So this is where we we learn a little bit about Chris and uh, Mark. Well, we get to see that Mark Cannon loves to do the jet skiing. No, that's uh that's, no Chris. Oh, Chris Cannon. I you said Mark Cannon. Oh, I said Mark Cannon. Yeah. Oh, I combined them. Right. So Mark First of is all, perfect. Fucking Golden Globe's hero name, Chris Cannon. Chris Cannon is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Cannon. So who do we want to start with? Chris. Chris. Cannon? Chris Cannon. Yeah. So Chris Cannon, he's a race car driver of or he is. a dirt ball driver. What is he? Drive? I don't know. He's driving like a '57 Chevy. It's like this old fucking jalopy. Yeah, no way he's racing anything <laughs> in that. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like going, like he said, he's doing off roading on it too, like a fifties car. Right, he's in the middle of nowhere. He's got a little guy working on like a fifties radio <laughs> with a screwdriver. He's got it plugged in somehow. They're in the middle of nowhere, but I loved it. Maybe his grandpappy was a bootlegger, and uh, that was his car for outrunning the police. Okay, I like that to bring cores over the Mississippi. There you go. Wait, where are we? I have no I idea. Because no <laughs> they go to the Louisiana Downs at one point. Yes. Are we in Louisiana again? I don't know. No, we're next to Louisiana because he says. Um, Is he in Texas? We, Is he near Dallas? When, when he goes to 
when they go to Louisiana Downs, he said, I know a great place just across state lines. Okay. Called okay. Louisiana Downs. So it would be okay. whatever's next to that. So they might be in. They should well, be you in know Texas. Mark, you know Mark Austin is in Texas. Okay. The brother Mark. of Steve Austin, we all know. <laughs> You're some bitch. No, I'm not. Th- I'm talking about the six million dollar man. I'm oh. Not talking oh, okay, about okay. I, I was. Going, we both went the wrong way. <laughs> and then we see our buddy Mark Austin, who's an avid jet skier, and we learn that him and Sam have some history with each other. You know, this is like planting a seed in our minds. Sedaris, he's amazing. He's just like, wow, what's going on with these two? Cut two. The villainesses. Just because they're evil, don't mean they don't like to dance, Griff. I, I get it. It's like you still got to get your frustrations out and everything. So when I see a villainous dance, I'm thinking they can't be that bad. Well, before we be, before we get there, um, Chris and Mark are deployed. They get into whoever's Corvette, and I just want to point out who's Chris's. Here, here's here's a hot take for you. Corvettes are dumb as shit. They look stupid. Okay. I've never I've never liked. They're Corvettes. made out of fiberglass, aren't they? I don't know, but they just look dumb. Like I, I, if I think of like a, a middle-aged man going through a midlife crisis with a small dick, I think he drives a Corvette. Yeah, that or a Trans Am, yeah. Not that a Trans Am. I mean, unless you're Denny. <laughs> if you're Mister Man, then you're all man. Yeah, yeah, Mister Man. Drive whatever. He's the exception to every rule, though. Right. He is. He is Mister Exception, is what I call him, Mister Exceptional. So we cut to the villainesses. Are they okay. like they're are this when they're auditioning? I don't remember the scene really. I'm blanking out. Oh, no, I think I know. I think they, they were just randomly dancing for practice. Well, we we learn we learn that for movies, women love to put out like a Motown song and just start dancing. Okay. That's what they love to do. You see, when we're I not love, aware, men aren't around. Women are dancing. I love what the Sedaris are trying to say here, though, because think about our comedy club down on Plymouth Road. It's closed. Every local place is closed. It's being replaced with fucking chilies and they're trying to hire strippers to go in there now and dance around like the women in this movie look you're not gonna get that authentic what is it called cowboy or cowboys uh cowboys you're not gonna get that authentic cowboys flavor that we get in this movie and so we show up and we're seeing them they're just the cowboys isn't even open yet and they're just dancing around in lingerie for fun Right. You see the enthusiasm for the small business. They're so fulfilled by their work. So what you're saying is maybe they're just doing the assassinations to to give the money to keep. They really want to have this club. Yes. This this is their. They're not taking out loans. They're not asking big government to give them money. Murray, I'm going to Dr. Strange us into a multiverse here. Are we ready for this? Yeah. Thank you for those hand gestures. <laughs> uh, hand gestures on a podcast are great yeah no it's the best these guys don't realize it but we realize it is the best he uh guys we should have gone into a multiverse where billy drago was one of the strangers right oh yeah because billy drago has 100 yeah so let me go ahead and take you into the multiverse of this movie and we're going into the world of breaking these women are from breaking they got they got ripped away from breaking universe. All they want to do is keep their fucking cowboys open. Right. And so they're willing to do anything. And Black Widow sees that and she takes advantage of them. Oh. So that immediately was my theory on this movie. I was like, these two lovely young ladies, no, they're not evil. They just want to keep cowboys open. Right. Small business. Right. And when you're dancing, you work up a sweat. And what do you do when you're sweaty? You take a shower. And this is a, a Sedaris. You gotta have it. You gotta have the shower scene. Yeah. So we get a very long 
extended Steamy. shower scene of Cobra and Scorp. In separate showers. In separate showers. Yep. And um, as you both know, and the Golden Globies out there will soon find out, I don't like being wet. I don't get wet recreationally. When I'm in the shower, <laughs> I scrub myself off and I get out of there as quick as you know, I can. You know right? what, Mike? I'm going to agree with you. I don't so, like being wet either. So watching them seductively take their time, I'm like, who showers like this? Yeah. At, at 11 or 12 years old, I was very confused as to why they showered like that because I shampoo, I grab the soap, I do my thing, I get out. And they're, and they're taking their sweet old time. What was really weird, they were in socks. I didn't get I that thought, hard. I thought they hated wet socks. Yeah. No, they weren't socks. Yeah, long tube socks oh folded over so they're only ankle high. I don't get that look. The, it's the, not the 80s anymore. The dumb feet warmers that are leg warmers Cut. that have like the toe part cut It was kind of like that, yeah. It's kind of like <laughs> that. It didn't make sense. It took away from, you know, the eroticism of the scene. While they're showering, Black Widow comes in carrying a machine gun. For reasons. And goes, you girls owned a, earned a bonus. Well, yeah. So that after that, but she's like, oh, by the way, Cobra and Puss, you got a new mission. She sends him out on that mission. At the airport, we're seeing Sam arrive. The boys are there to escort Mr. Antonio Morales to uh, where they're, they're like hideout place. The I-War headquarters. I-War headquarters. Yeah. Well, that's going on. Cobra and Puss drive by on a, on a chopper. Car, yeah. car, motorcycle. There we go. Chopper. Puss opens fire, misses everybody. Yeah, we're, we're skipping over the whole scene where Puss was like, I'll do the shooting. You shoot for shit. I'll do the shooting. And I just want to point out, at this point, I was a little confused because we see Black Widow set up this elaborate thing where she's uh, an escort lady of the night and she kills the guy in the bed. Yeah. We have Cobra who uses an RC car to blow someone up. Scorpion using an exploding uh, golf ball. Yes. And then for this one, they're like, eh, fuck it. Just drive drive by. by." Well, they ran out of ideas. They only had the three ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes you run out of ideas. Or maybe they're on a time limit. They got three days. That's meteor shower. Or that meteor shower supercharges. Yeah. I mean, shit, you brought it up. We have another commercial in two and a half years. (laughs) I mean, you run out of ideas. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's true. Sometimes you just want to phone it in. (laughs) This uh, episode, of course, is brought to you by RC... Cola. Cola. So, uh, (laughs) they do the drive-by. They fuck it up. But they sent a warning to our boys. But I want to point out... Okay, Puss had the awful 90s look. Our boys had the awful, like, quasi-formal ca- casual look. Boot-cut jeans. jeans with the fucking cowboy boots and yeah. then, like, a T-shirt with a blazer on Bla- it. I didn't like it. Yeah, that was that's another level of douche. Yeah. So they go, they, they get Antonio into the headquarters, and we got to have another... Uh, meaning about what's going on. We got to have the Sedaris spy shit talk. We already did one. We got to right. get two. We see uh, uh, Morales has his own personal guard, Ron, old guy with a mullet. I liked Ron. You know who he reminded me of, Murray? No. Yeah, neither do I. Because it's definitely not Ron Garvin. <laughs> no, it's not. Rugged Ronnie Garvin? This guy, had, this guy actually. <laughs> Hands this guy, of stone? This guy didn't talk. It somehow had more personality. Look, man. We learned that uh, Sam and Tom are on duty. They're going to surveil. Uh, uh, Morales while he's here. More Alice. More Alice. More assless. More assless. And then, and then Nick goes, I need some privacy. Tom, can you, can you leave? Not Tom. Ron, can you leave? 
Ron well, goes. They said Morales out too. Yeah, Ron goes sure, and then he like puts the little bug underneath the table. Completely undetectable to the eye. Right. That's what we're supposed to know. And I love Nick's things. Like guys, this is completely retarded. But we're going to do this plan. He actually says that. Like, he didn't say retarded, but he points out, like, this is clearly unorthodox. Yeah. But how about if all you guys have the chips that are that we need for this this, this satellite to go this is, this is This is like you're leaving summer camp and you guys share a necklace or something. Right. And that yeah, we... the, the best friends necklaces. Yeah. That's what this plot has uh, boiled down to. I got these giant lockets. And I want each of you to have, and they had to point out for some reason, like, Sam, you get the Hong Kong one. Chris, you get the RG. Like, why do we need to hear this shit? I don't know. And when they bring it, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. They bring it up later in the movie. This is the one from Hong Kong. I was like, why do I need to know this? You didn't. But so, okay, cut to Cobra and Puss go back to Cowboys. And they're like, sorry, boss. Fucking puss, pussed out. He missed. And Black Widow's like, you figure Black Widow's going to flip out and beat the shit out of them. But she's like, okay, no problem. She's got a cool, I mean, come on, Black Widow. She's got her webs everywhere, like Black Widow. She's got plenty of ideas up her sleeve. Right. This is your favorite scene up next, Griff. Mark, oh, it is? Mark and, and, and Sam... We learned that they had a little, they had a little thing going on. Yeah, we kind of breezed over that, but they, uh, I, Chris tells them, "Hey, Sam's on this mission with us. I haven't seen Sam since March. This movie hasn't prompted us to where we're at, right? Red, where we're at." This movie hasn't prompted us to where we're at. I thought you said oh, where we're red. That's what I heard him say. <laughs> oh, I'm you sorry. Said we're red. Hey, no, I got. I'm, I'm a mumble mouth uh, idiot here, so I get it. But no, yeah. he says I haven't seen her since March. We don't know when this. This could be April. Yeah, they never give us a date. Because it's yeah. sunny as fuck out, you know. Yeah. It's, it's 78 degrees. I saw that in a window. There's a giant tree in the back. <laughs> You're dead right. So, yeah. and we're in the south. Right. So it's maybe late March. Yeah. So it's been maybe two weeks since he's seen Sam. But there's a whole thing where Chris and Mark are talking. I haven't seen Sam since March. Well, she's here on business with Nick. So you know it's serious. But anyways. So they, they're they getting... It's like, I haven't seen you in, since an undetermined amount of time. <laughs> two to Tell four, me what you've been doing. Somewhere between two and five weeks ago. So he's got some He's got some wine. He wants to lubricate Sam up. They're doing a little chit-chat before. The, he wants to just bone, go to the bone zone. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't want to preheat that oven. He just wants to shove the meal right in. Right. And just because she posed for penthouse doesn't mean she's not a lady. Yeah. So she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow your roll. You need a sweet talk to me. Let me hear some of that sweet Hamlet, that John DeHart Hamlet. I don't. I mean, the wine is a good start, but I need some Hamlet. I need some fireplace. Where are the fucking ice cubes? And Murray, we've been hiding this because we don't want to let this know to the world. But now that it's in a movie, we got to let it known to the world. All you need to do to completely seduce, like, if you've ever listened to a dating advice person. Tell him the fuck right off, because here's the real dating advice. You just look that woman in the eyes, and you tell her, I'm going to suck the polish off your toes. Right. Oh. So I don't want to kink shame or fetish shame anyone, 
your thing is your thing, you know, as long as it's go ahead uh, and shame people. Legal, but like that, say that line. It was a bad. boner killer. Like, yeah. you know what? Oh. Griff and I had a conversation about this a few months ago. Okay, I'm not into feet either. Yeah, not at all. But if a woman wanted you to, would you be like, no, I'm not going to do it? Would you be that hardcore about it? If it got her off, if she's like, I gotta have. It this. would depend on the situation, man. Because remember, I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> so like, if, but he hates showering. If she, if she's, if she's freshly showered or bathed. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, yes. You can't have dirty, sweaty con- feet. I no. would consider it. But if like, homegirls been walking around running errands all day, like, not happy. Yeah, I agree. There are some freaks who are into that. Yeah, chip. I agree with like, you. It's got to be I, some I, clean feet if you're going to do anything. And it, it was, like, if the <laughs> wife, if the wife was like, I, I want this, then there's a better chance. But if I was just like. Dating and it's some random lady that I'm like three dates in or whatever. Just throw the and feet she's away. Like, Let's do this. I'm like, huh, check, please. I'm out of <laughs> okay. here. Hey, you know what you want. Well, he he's willing to go down to the toes, but he's also <laughs> willing to put on the sexiest track of all time. Puts on some starting over. Of course, he puts on starting over. They saw each other right. two and a half weeks ago. He's rekindling that flame. Right. Nobody gets a woman in the mood more than John DeHart. And so we go straight to the heart. We get this beautiful shot from behind the couch. We just see flowers hanging on the coffee table, uh, you know, just hanging above the back of the sofa and clothes are flying We get a nice Ben Hill scene where clothes are I don't know why they did that on a baseline. Do, 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 do. Um, but it was Mike's sexy. mom's going, are you watching porn out there? No, I'm watching Benny Hill, mom. <laughs> Michael, what are you doing? I hate this. Because we, in my childhood home, when I was watching the scramble porn and everything, in the living room, we had a house fan because we didn't have air conditioning until I was like 17. Oh, that's, that's, rich, that's rich yeah. people shit. I didn't get air conditioning until I was fucking my 40s. Yeah. So, yeah. And, All the windows open, house fan on. Exactly. And uh. so when the house fan was running, it's like I could do whatever I wanted right. because in between the house fan and uh, parents' bedroom was TV. You know, or TV, house fan. Yeah. But see, that's a double-edged sword because you, they can't hear you, but you can't hear them sneaking up on you. Right. So you have to sit in a weird place where you can have contact of both. Once again, right? you fucking internet porn kids, you knew that the stress you had to go under to fucking to see a tit. It's, it was rough. <laughs> this is You had to earn it. This is what made us men. Okay? It did. Like... I didn't fight in any wars, but I grew up without the right. I grew up with scramble you know, you for know all your stealth moves. We got it down. Is there even scramble channels anymore? There, there are. I'm like, who the fuck? And they're expensive because I just went. I'm just flicking through the. Uh, but they still the guide the scramble channel. Well, I don't know about no. But you have to like. It's just a black yeah, screen. Yeah, it's a black screen. That's but what that's I mean. the thing. Is like, why does that exist? And they want like 15 bucks for a fucking movie. Who the fuck's paying that? It's incredible to Boomers. think. You could get a DVD if you wanted to for cheaper than No, that. it's got to be people that are older who are like, oh, I've been waiting all my life for a channel where I can just flip it on and watch some. Right, like they don't want the physical evidence. They don't want the magazines, the DVDs. Mm. They just want the whatever. bill that reports back that right. I spent $50 on Skinamax. <laughs> right. <laughs> So we get, a, as Griff points out, we get a nice lingering shot of this 
tacky ass Roy Lichtenstein fucking painting. Which Wait, but, is that real? Yeah. Well, no. It was. It was. It, I think it was like somebody trying to do him because I fucking. I have a thing about this guy. I fucking hate him because he does like a comic style. He steals people's shit, like old comic book shit, and then sells it for thousands of dollars. No shit. He just does his thing on it. Cause he does like. Dots, that's his thing. Yeah, dot. Is that is that what that's called, or is it comicism or dotism? I don't know what it's called, but it's like he's been called out by like this. He'll get like you know nobody. There's some comic from the 30s and shit. The guy's dead. Nobody fucking remembers him. He'll just do that, and then he sells it for thousands. Of, and because he's a genius, cause he's doing it ironically. Yeah, like a yeah. comic person's a fucking talentless hack, but right. somehow he's a genius. Well, Fuck no, we're, we're, that's how we got to the point today, where it's like you can't. Just do something because you like it. It has to be ironic because you don't like it, even if you do like it, and it's your right. career. And then he, uh, who who dropped this line? Was it Mark or Sam? I don't remember. I think it was Mark. I, th- I I've, no, I feel like it was supposed to be Sam. I don't know who it was supposed to be. Do you... what line? Oh, this line, a, Griff, someone talks about ha- lo- losing control. Oh no, that's that's the dialogue on the painting. Oh, no one, you're no right. One says that. That's oh, like you're in the word bubble. On you're the absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, that Mike out. without the notes in front of him, was like, "Oh no, guys, you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it it, it it sells the scene because I almost lost control for a moment. What a fool I am. Cut two. Antonio and Ron. Just because someone's out to kill him doesn't mean they can't go to the country and western titty bar. We play both kinds of music, country and western. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Country western? How about a little bit of that honky tonk? But don't donk a donk. donk. This, this, Is that something that's going to have to make our glossary episode? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're so, working on that. We're learning that even Puss is in on it. He wants this dream as well because he's DJing. Our girls are... Vil- so this is where we pull out the pin <laughs> from earlier because he's a DJ. Again, so hey. he spins platters. Oh, oh my God! My God. God. His name. <sighs> and so when I realized he was the DJ and I connected the two, I lost my shit. I started oh. laughing so hard. I'm like, oh my God, this is such a stupid detail, <laughs> but it's bringing me so much joy. And it pays off. Right. It does. I laughed so His two greatest so loves, hard. Vinyl and Puss. <laughs> and I... I hated him as a de- He was so low energy when he was introduced. He was ladies. the worst. Like, he was the worst. Much- <laughs> all right, and then we got uh, we got Tim here with uh, the rich baritone. <laughs> yeah. All right. And, and we got Griff with that sexy mustache in the supermarket. <laughs> all right. Like, oh, my God. With- Make sure to Look, tip your right. waitresses. You're doing your platypus voice, and even Milhouse has come over from the bed. No. We got Milhouse, no. the sexiest dog in Farmington Hills. Mm-hmm. All right. They should have just called this <laughs> 90s the movie because, oh, my God, do you guys remember oh. when, like, line dancing was so fucking big? Oh, dude. There was a fucking line dance club in my ghetto-ass town. That's how what? big, yes, in downtown Pontiac, it was called, like, Diamonds and Spurs, I think. Oh, I love well. that. And it was hot as shit for a few years, too. Yeah. Get out your fucking Garth Brooks shirt and go to town. Murray is just being modest here. He, of course, was on the short list every night. Of course I was. I was like, people were just like, is Tim going to be here? Because, you know, I, I know I did line dance. Oh. So we're getting some nice 90s line dancing from our girls. They all have their own their own spotlight dance because they're wearing the, the chaps with the G-strings. Oh, yeah, of course they are. Um, I guess this is where we get to really f- see the women featuring their assets. Yeah. 
And you really think that, what was it? You you thought that Cobra yeah. and uh, Black Widow I would have banged Cobra. I mean, they're so. all attractive women. Yeah. Clearly have bolted on tits and all that. Um, all right, if we, if we had to, this brings up an interesting point. Oh, boy. If, if we have to objectify for a second, well, who, yeah. who's, your, who's your favorite of the assassins? Who's more your company? My order is Cobra, Black Widow, Scorpion. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm going to reverse the top two. I'll go okay. with Black Widow. I want the skyscraper first. Okay, you want to climb She's over six feet. Yeah, she, She's a tall drink Keep of water. Platter yeah. pointed that out. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's something, and then and then I would go for Cobra, and then Sc- Scorpion's like a Scorpion had an ass. She wouldn't. I mean, she's a good looking woman. She's had no ass. Yeah, no, of course yeah. these are all lovely women. Yeah. It's just no, that's where we're going, Mike. I'm the odd man out. I'd go Scorpion, Cobra, oh. Black Widow. Wow, interesting, okay. interesting. Well. All right, we did this in <laughs> under a minute. This is good. We're we're moving. Tip your weight staff. All right. <laughs> he says that too. He's like, if you got any extra, tip me. Have you seen my goatee? <laughs> Next morning. That's it. Tom and, uh, uh, not Tom, Ron and, and, and Antonio are having that. We learned Antonio is a total skis, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Antonio is both a romantic scientist <laughs> and a skis. Because yeah. it's, look, man, we're capable of all three. <laughs> right. We're here exactly. right now talking about the women we put in a priority, but we're <laughs> yeah. all geniuses in this room. Yeah, That's why we're exactly. here talking on microphones. Right. I mean, come on. The hand gestures we use. Perfection. So Antonio's like, Ron, I got to go work jerk one out. Can we go back to the hotel? That's right. Back to the hotel. We see our boy Tom, who's uh, – a very important but yet minor character. Yeah, he's talking. I think he is. He talking into that fucking Walkman. He also has one of the computer chips. Of course, yeah. so we got to bring that up. He had the Paris one. <laughs> Thank know, you. Yeah, he had the Paris one. Sure. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? Because that plays such an insignificant part of the plot. But they make it feel so important. <laughs> they really and do. It doesn't matter at all. Like, what was Tom? Like, why wasn't Tom more? Why couldn't the crew that they assembled been three guys and Tom was one of them? Instead, Tom just attack on. Was he not willing to take his shirt off? <laughs> Probably. You told us the greatest story about was it Mark? It was Chris. I think. It was Chris in the hot tub scene. Oh. We'll yeah. save, so, it, save that we'll for that. Get, we'll get, get there. I'll, I'll recount We'll the get there. But maybe Tom's drawback, maybe his character was supposed to be bigger. He was a little older. He was, you know, maybe it was ageism. But maybe their thing, their drawback was just that, well, they didn't have a third henchman woman. Henchwoman. Excuse me. Wow. So wrong. Um, but also maybe Tom wasn't willing to go that far. Right. He's like, I'm an actor. I don't get naked. I'm an Actor, as John Malkovich would say, as you would say about John Malkovich. Yes, acted with the capital A. Right, fuck that guy. <laughs> I saw him pumping iron. That was real. Okay. <laughs> so Tom, he's he's still following Antonio, but he's ready to hand the duty off to Sam because they're splitting their time. He's gonna hand poop off. He said, "Hand duty off." <sighs> We're going so well. So he's just like, and of course, Sam gets the great, uh, the great mission. She's going to take him to look uh, over the state lines with all the best horse racing happens, Louisiana Downs. Right. He's just had a long night. 
at Cowboys, and he's already ready to, like, I'm crossing state fucking lines. Right. They don't have this stuff this, in Argentina. Yeah, this guy is like, got people, he just he was involved with a drive-by, and he's like, I still got to go to the titty bar and bet <laughs> on the races. I didn't even really consider that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that either. Yeah. I've been in a drive-by. I need to see tits in a Cowboy-themed bar. Right. What state were we in? Were we supposed to be in Texas at that point? Yes, we're in Dallas. Okay. He flew straight to Dallas, and now yeah. he's going next door to Louisiana. Right, where all the fun sense. happens. We learned that from the Mechanic 2011. That's right. God, I hate that we ended up in Louisiana <laughs> two weeks in a row. Is he gonna, we're going to see the old guy in the recliner, Henry? <laughs> yes. He actually killed Henry. You know, I said something about Henry's chair. I said it was... The greatest character depth in that movie, and I stand by that. Yeah. That chair had the best character depth of that whole movie. Yeah. Cobra has got her next mission. It's to take out our boy Chris. So Chris is, I guess, he's on. A, he's, he's a day off, so he goes right back to that racetrack. So yes, that racetrack is in Dallas. We yeah. were wondering about. Yeah, that's that. a good point. Yeah. And Cobra, she's like the way to a man's heart through his car. So she pulls up with her car, and she just pulls a fuse out and puts it in her cleavage, and then she goes out to watch our boy Chris do his fucking donuts and his old jalopy. It really helps that her top has, it's black, but then, like, the underband has the black and white checker, like a, you know, a racetrack. She's a a race enthusiast. Well, she's a... She's a contract killer. She knows what she's doing. She knows right. how to dress for the job. Right. You, know, you dress for the job you want. And she wants to fuck and kill. Chris, he sees the lovely lady. He's like, I got to stop and talk to this. He's, he's not tied down to Sam. He's a, he's, he's a free agent. Well, Chris isn't tied down to Sam. Right. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're talking about Mark. Oh, did I say Mark? No. no, you said Chris, but Mark is the one that has the thing with Sam. Oh. Yeah. I, well, I said he isn't. I yeah, you, you're you're right. I just. <laughs> Keep Guys, we're we're so distracted because the ladies in this are just so lovely, right? And so he's ready to tell her about cars, and she's like, "No, let me explain to you what you're doing wrong with your driving." Right. And I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know what she was saying because you know, boobage, right? Yeah. I mean, no one knows what happened in this scene because boobs were hanging over. Yeah, right. She said something about a turn or whatever, but. We weren't there to talk about. She might have been talking about apple turnovers because that's women thing. You know, they make the apple turnovers. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, not not working. And after she woman explains (laughs) to him, she's like, I got to go, big boy. Jumps in her car. Click, click. Nothing's working. He's like, oh, it must be your starter. I'm pretty sure that's the starter. Yep. That's the only thing it could be. And I'm looking at this woman. Chris is looking at this woman, and it's like, you look awfully perched. I mean, parched. Perched, yes. <laughs> well, she was perched in her car. She was perched in her car, so you're looking awfully perched and parched. Right. And she agrees. Right. So he's, he's like, how about you come back and check out my hot tub? She's like, sounds like a plan. I know the perfect way to sate your thirst. Hot tub definitely quenches the thirst. Well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. But that's where we're going to get it to eventually. So, okay, she's setting up her boy Chris. So what's Scorp up to? She's taking on Mark. 
And we know Mark, he is a jet ski enthusiast. He loves his day glow uh, sw- uh, swimsuit. Where the fuck that thing is? Skin suit. It's the one with the hand. Uh, that's all I know. But uh, surf suit, skin suit. Rash guard. Rash guard. We got our time in the Aquabats army, of yep. course, taught us that. Mm-hmm. They used to have one of those with the Aquabats symbol on it. I still do. I was a baby. Even smaller yeah, I'm not than I am. Yeah, mine these days. Yeah. You know. But still got him. Still got him. He's getting ready. He's all business when it comes to the jet ski. You got to be business. But our girl uh, Scorpion, she knows how to how to how to play. Is that the opposite of business play? I don't know. I mean, yeah, the opposite of business. She's got her own day glow swimsuit on, high cut, showcasing that flat ass. Well, yeah, you got to get the thong version of it. Right. You got to get the one that shoots straight up your ass, and you got to right. make sure it gets really far up there because you have no ass to feature. Right. And she's got the knee high boots, which you will. We're on the. We're <laughs> Why on the... are you wearing knee high boot high heel things to the. Fucking waterfront, man. We learned a lot about Sedaris from this scene right here. Because it's hot. That's why. It's got it's hot. Yeah, it's got it's hot. So, and Mark's noticing. He's like, whoa, young lady. He's like, hey, can you watch my jet ski for a minute? I need to go get, I need to get my peanut butter sandwich I have in my car. You got to protein up after a hard day of jet skiing. This is just true. She's like, sure, no problem. You get the quick carbs of, you know, that nice wheat bread that he had it spread on. You get the nice peanut butter, easy protein to digest. It makes sense. Right. Mark is a smart man. He's right. a beautiful man, as we learn later, too. Right. <laughs> we learn later? Yeah. Uh, he's wearing a mask this whole time? Well, know. no. It's like, obviously, as an audience, we understand it. But in the Sedaris world, we didn't understand that Mark is a very handsome gentleman. Okay. Until Scorpion tells us, hey... You're a very handsome man. Then we know for sure. And then he, he does the, are you talking to me? <laughs> he blushes. That was, that was clever. Blushes That's how you, a little. If you're not going to offer to suck the polish off a woman's toes, that's how you get in there as you just you know, play coy. So she distracts him with enough time to throw a little bit of the old Coke, Coca-Cola, into his gas tank. Yeah, he clearly had to go in his car, start up the Bluetooth audio, put on a cool song so the girl could hear it. You know? No, he just wanted to listen to the new Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, he's just... He, what, when he gets out on the jet ski, he just wants to hear what Joe has to say. He wants... He's Let's a rogue. the Joe flow. He's the rogue bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Joe flow rogue bro. And she's like, hey, is that the latest Joe Rogan? I love that guy. Really? You like Joe Rogan too? It's a match made in heaven. I've been saying it. These girls... Better than 2011 mechanic. Right. They did research. They knew he was a Joe bro for right. Rogue. Grow. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogue. Joe Rogue. Thank you. Uh, they knew all these details. Right. They knew it. Excuse, is that the one where he says the COVID vaccine will give you a limp dick? He's like, yeah. Of course. I've been worried about it. <laughs> oh, I'll help you test that theory. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you will. So he takes off. She follows in like a speedboat. And then. That coke kicks in and his jet ski guts out. Yeah, she's like, "Look, look, like you got some trouble. You need, you need, a, you need a tow." He's like, "Yeah, I think I do." This uh, inspired you to get into jet skiing at all? Did any of this movie have an impact on you I at get, all? Again, <laughs> I, I don't get wet recreationally, so jet skiing. Oh my was god, my that's radar. right, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat. With, I hate getting wet too. I agree with you. I don't like you guys are fuck, fuck the beach. Wait a minute, have either of you been to the? Which ocean? is weird because. You love the driest of blowjobs. Do you like a uh, Mike? Do you like a dry blowjob or a wet? This is not the running thing we've had. How 
Explain Griff likes a cat a cat bath blowjob. Where it's just like sandpapery tongue just kind of barely touching the dick. So he's an edger. Yeah. I guess oh, he is. Okay. <laughs> I'm a what? You like edging. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the edging shit. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I really like it when you get the finest grid of sandpaper. Like five thousand, and you just you like sand- take a layer of skin off. Like when I saw the Karate Kid, Exfoliate, yeah. Karate Kid was my kink movie. When I saw Daniel Son waxing <laughs> uh, the deck with the sandpaper, that was like, oh my god! I want somebody <laughs> to take two of those over my dick, and that was my wow. thing. Yeah, that's the weird thing. You like everything wet but your blowjobs. And I'm the opposite. I like a sloppy wet blowjob, but I don't want to get wet. But I want to know, have either of you been to the ocean? Yes, I've been on both. Atlantic and Pacific. And I think fuck in both it. of them. Yes, in both of them. And you fucked both of them. I fucked both of them. You took your pants off and you jizzed in both of them. Mike? I've never been in the ocean, no. Really? Really. Are you terrified of it? Or if you go there, you'll be like, okay, no, I'm underwater. why would I want to go in the ocean? I don't like getting wet. So you're not a swim guy at all. No, to the point of I. Did you bring your own lunch bag? He always yes. does. Okay. Do you want the uh, the Mexico I bought, I Mike? I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, nice Mike, can you uh, help this gentleman out here? Hey guys, we're in like a halfway intermission here while Murray gets uh, his Mexico. Grab me a beer there, Murray, please. I'll get you the bottle opener. This happens every episode. So it's Tim okay. gets my rider. You want that? Yeah. Well, did, you didn't want it. Did you want it? I would have drank it. You're going to drink it? No, 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 it's for you. He's got his Coke. It's for you. Oh, look at you. Uh, Where were we? We're talking about getting wet. I don't want to. Yeah, so. Let's get wet. To the point of when I first started dating Jeanette, her whole family. Recently married. They're swimmers, right? So I made it a point to swim with her a handful of times just to, because I knew what would happen. I would show up to pool parties and I wouldn't swim. Be like, oh, you can't swim? So, no, I can We're swim. We're in Michigan. We all swim. I just don't like to. Okay. Interesting. I, you know, it's very weird that you guys both apparently like sloppy. Well, <laughs> you just said we're going to blow jump. Yeah, no, lives. we won't put Mike on the hot stand here, but. I'm a weirdo. I prefer a hando. <laughs> Uh, that's kind of weird. Dry hando, wet hando. Because <laughs> we talked about the mechanic 2011, and I there don't was discriminate. <laughs> okay, good. Where are we at? Fucking <laughs> Where are we at in this movie? We are at Mark is just his jet ski just dead. Yeah, we're on hour four. Oh, okay. And of course, it's just you see, guys. Um. When a man stalks a woman, it's not okay. But when a woman stalks a man, it's okay. Let's get over this gender bias here, all right? I'm cool with a woman. Stalking you? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. So women, catch up to the speed. Be okay (laughs) with men stalking you. Right. (laughs) What's the Sam and Antonio up to? Well, they're they're at the races, the, the sport of kings. And and they and he wins big, so he's he offers to treat her to dinner. Oh, oh, that's why they ended up having dinner. Sure, yes. why not? Uh, guys, I want to know now. Look, we're getting into this question <laughs> phase. We're getting into the second drink phase of the night here. What's the, what's the night of kings here? What's the what's the dinner you're gonna have when you're trying to impress? I don't even. I don't know. I don't think about that shit. I like to cook a chicken parmesan. 
Chicken parm? Of course it is. Yep. That's why I had chicken parm at your wedding. Of course. Yep, I love chicken parm. It's chicken parm, man. What are you doing now that East Bay Rays is gone? Have you- I, mean, I learned to make my own. Oh. How are you feeling about it? Are you improving on it? Are you keep working? Or did you find one and you it like w- it? It was okay at first. Um, it took three or four tries, but this last batch. It's our always... listeners are hanging on. It's oh, like, yeah. Every yes, word. Go into detail. <laughs> Get into how you bread the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I use a good Italian breadcrumb panko. Uh, oh, you see, you're doing the Italian fingers too. I see you. Again, we talk about the hand gestures. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I got dogs to let out. Yes, come oysters. On. Yes, that's it. Raw oysters. So um, Sam's impressed that not only is this guy a nerd, he's also a romantic nerd. Well, yeah, because he got the most fancy dinner you can possibly get. What was it? Beef stroganoff. <laughs> <laughs> With asparagus. <laughs> wow, this pea's going to be stinking later. <laughs> well, you know. So you need we, it for we, endurance. we learned that it's all about the fingers in a Sedaris movie. It's, it's Sedaris is all about his hand gestures, too. So they're getting their cheesecake, and Sam is just fingering the fuck out of that cheesecake. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. It got weird. <laughs> hey, look, I'm a fan. I love it. It got weirder. I, I like making one dessert, and it's cheesecake. And if I made Sam a cheesecake and she came in with that fucking 12 packs a day voice and she just started fucking globbing down on my cheesecake. Oh, that's a good moist cheesecake. Dirt on her fingernails. I I would be so offended. I'd be like, I fed you the fanciest. The the back of nicotine nicotine stains on her fingers. I fed you the fanciest dinner of all. Fried rice with ketchup. And you're going to finger. I thought it was beef stroking well, yeah, that's not my favorite. <laughs> Fried rice with ketchup is my thing. But she is finger-fucking the cheesecake I spent all day slaving over. I hand-stirred that shit. I don't have a goddamn KitchenAid mixer. So, Sam, take your fucking 12-pack. Here's a pack. Walk. That's another one we need to add to our glossary. Yeah, walk. Yes. <laughs> We just need to say, uh, watch get even. Basically. Just watch get even, and you get our show. So, but not only that, she fingered the cheesecake. Also, she's in lingerie with her legs spread open on the chair. Very confused. Yeah, we're feet like, on the table like she was born in a barn. Yeah, that's right. Nobody ever puts feet on the pod table here. <laughs> and as Griff so elegantly put it, displaying her edibles for Antonio's <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> That's that's sexy, man. Sometimes I get caught up in the sex. And then he snaps out of it. It was just a wet daydream. (laughs) Which Murray has never had. I don't believe they're real. And I never... Now we're getting to know each other better, Mike. Mike, wet dream. You ever had one before? If I have, I have no recollection Uh, of it. So I... I never understood that because... I always thought... Yeah, I thought that was an urban legend. Right, like in sex ed... You were pretty much told you're gonna. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just no. didn't happen. So I. Yeah. I. I mean, I I'm want to back the urban legend thing. <laughs> I. I hate this to keep giving this fucking more traction here, but it's like I. I know I had one when I was younger, and then I had one like two years ago, <laughs> and it's like bizarre to think about. I knew a dude. Love this guy, so I'm not gonna say his name and out him. But hey, it's he, natural. It's okay. He, but don't, you don't no, have to use his name, no, but it's natural. He, he would have one. Mike hates he, me now because I had two. The, he would have one every time he had ice cream too close to the bed. 
Great dude. Love him to death. But he just offered this information to me one time. Like, that's cool. Maybe oh. you don't have ice cream before you go to bed, dude. That's interesting. That's very interesting. We're going to get him on for an episode. <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting. The next after midnight, Gold Globe right. Theater. So, next back to Chris and Cobra. They pull into Chris's place, and he's like, you know, I'm... What do you say? Like I'm very easy. Well, she's but... just like, I hope you have something hot, and he's like, I hope you know I'm pretty easy. And she's like, Okay, thanks for that. I'll write <laughs> I, that I, down in my diary. I don't know what to do with this information. So, hey man, it's Sedaris. We haven't had a hot tub scene yet. We need a hot tub scene. It's sanitary. I put it in the notes for a reason. Purely hygienic. I gotta think that fucking a hot tub, very sanitary. It's hot. It's gonna kill away any bacteria. Well, that's, yeah. You got some kind of cleaning agent in there. Okay. I, never mind. I'll you just put, stay. I'll just die out here on the yeah, fucking Yeah, it was, it was compared to the compared to the uh, the pool, that murky-ass pool from uh, Mechanic. This was a very exactly. hygienic hot tub. Yeah. So, anyways, they're, they're having. In, and then there's a story that Mike needs to tell us about this hot tub scene. So, uh, the actor that played Chris his he was married with children uh, at the time of making this movie and so his wife saw the movie and was none too pleased about how gratuitous the hot yeah, tub yeah. fuck scene was he's sucking on some nipples in this one he goes yeah, all out like he was he was into it and so she's mad because she thought it was just gonna be like a tasteful sex scene I'm sure that's how the actor that played Chris portrayed it um so she saw it she flips out then andy sedaris throws gasoline on that fire he's like oh yeah he's a former athlete i'm surprised at how good how much he went for it man but he was all in he was all man he was so macho going for it and she was into it just as much if not more oh so fucking hot and so this pisses off the wife even more yeah he puts out the fire calms down a little bit but then later in that year Playboy magazine did a feature on the hottest sex scenes in non-pornographic films. And that scene was featured as one of the hottest, if not the hottest. And that set the wife off all over. The wife is reading Playboy magazine, though? I don't know if she was reading Playboy magazine or if he was just like, oh, hey, check it out. I got I got put in Playboy magazine. I would, I would imagine that Andy Sedaris probably was like, oh, hey, let me send this to the house. Got it bookmarked and shit. He's like, yeah. Uh. So, yeah. So, after a nice hot tub fuck, they're chilling out. They got a little wine. And we see that uh, Cobra distracts uh, Chris for one moment. Drops a little roofie into his wine. He takes it. Great acting, by the way, on Chris's part. Of him passing out. He's losing his, his, his equilibrium. He has the same weakness. Uh, gotta be on the mic. Mechanic. Yeah, gotta be on the mic. Yeah, no, they can hear me. <laughs> okay. He's got the same weakness as uh, Bronson Mechanic. Wine, right. champagne. And he passes out, and Cobra gets that, that locket he has around his neck, pulls out the chip, swaps it with another chip, and then she just takes off and leaves him. All right, and we're getting back. We went from one heavy fuck scene. We're playing with our emotions, our sexual frustrations here. We didn't get to see a climax, so maybe we get to see the climax here. Because we got Scorpion and Mark settling down for a nice picnic basket. 
They have all very classy. They're in charcuterie their, board. They're in their ugly ass day glow. Ugly, ugly ass. Big hand prints on them. <laughs> very nineties. Yeah. 90s were a terrible decade, when I think about it. It's funny, because everyone thinks all the neon and shit came from the 80s. Yeah, there was, was some in the 80s, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, That was mostly the 90s. Everything was so neon and day glow. Whenever I see a baby pic of me, like when I was like in my 8, 9, 10, and I wasn't in a baseball uniform, it was in neon shit. Yeah, highlighter, yellow, everything. Yeah, agreed. Uh, so we're sitting out. I mean, they've got the fucking works. They got the Brie out. They've got the beef stroganoff, just cold on ice. You know, that's how people love their stroganoff. Where did this come from? It's like all in Tupperware, too. It was weird. I would tup- is it- was he planning on having this dinner, this romantic dinner by himself? I and thought then- Scorpion brought it. Oh, Are you so saying she-, she didn't? I would assume Scorpion had like a go bag. Like, all right. Oh. Yeah. That- remember, they're very prepared in the Lethal oh. Ladies. Right. No, they. this is Mechanic 2011 type logic. They prepare enough for the first interaction, not anything else. But hey, she did her work. All right, and she it worked. Moved. But then we get back, <laughs> we get back to Scorpion being the the one wheel on the shopping cart that doesn't work right. <laughs> so, I like this. Go, go ahead and finish the scene, and I'll point out what I mean. Oh, right. okay. Well, she goes to put the moves on him, and Mark's like, "Whoa, whoa, slow down, baby." Sorry, I'm involved with somebody. Oh, he rekindled his flame with Sam. Yeah. Uh. Would you like to get involved with these? Right. Pulls her tits out of her swimsuit. We get some nice lingering dancing shots. Side boob. They start making out. He's like, fuck it. It went in Rome. When in Scorpion. There was a nice scene there where he says, should we be drinking wine? I think we should be drinking Scorpion Tales. I don't remember. I don't remember that. I don't. Yeah, okay. Okay. She, while she's he's distracted by her boobage, she pulls out the old taser, hits him with it. Doesn't even let him fuck. Like, at least Cobra, 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 let him fuck it, please. Yeah, know? Cobra got into it. That's why I like Cobra the best. So, Black Widow and Cobra, their first missions, perfect. Planned out to a T, great. Scorpions left things to chance. Okay. So, she's, she's kind of wonky here. Then this one, she she has the opportunity to, oh, I don't know. Knock him out any which natural way, but instead she's like, oh, I'm just gonna use a taser. <laughs> like she could have put something. She Very put great some... grip voice you did. That was a good grip voice. She I thought I did it. She could have put something in his drink and his food, whatever. But no, she's yeah. like, Yeah, I got this whole elaborate plan set up, and then taser. Like, what are you doing, Scorpion? The Come taser on. was weird. She, I hope she was an intern. I hope she wasn't a full fledged member yet because mm-hmm. it came out of nowhere. Right. I mean, we do get to see how they recruit people at Cowboys, so maybe she was just like a month in or something. Cause her well, it pl- worked because he knocked him out for like a, a total. He's, he's, was, that, was he on an island somewhere? He, he was like knocked out for like a night. He was 100 <laughs> feet away from his house, apparently. That's what I figured uh, when we get into but she, But she does her mission. She swaps out the chip. None the wiser. Now our boy Tom... Tom ain't getting late, so he's got to work off some tension. So he's at the old Nautilus uh, room in uh, Iwar's headquarters. I, I War, yeah. Very good. They have they've got daycare. They've got uh, gym. You want to work for Iwar? It's progressive. Yeah, right. He's pumping some iron. And <laughs> yeah, just hit that lozenge a little harder. <laughs> he gets it. Uh, so he's he's pumping the iron. 
And this is when we see that uh, Puss, Fu, and Black Widow, they're raining down on this building. They break in by, I think, don't they just walk in? Isn't it open? I don't even think they even break in, do they? No, they, they walk right in. Fu and um, Puss. Puss. And Puss. Like, <laughs> run off to... Run off to... The, they scurry into and, another room. Yeah, emergency oh, yeah. exit or whatever, like yeah. the stairwell. And then, there's, and then Black Widow's just standing there, and the guard's like, hey, lady. Yeah, it's look, Barney Fife. This is a private building. You can't be in here. She and reveals then, a shoulder strap. And then Fu and Puss come out of the room they hit in. And Fu, like, cartoon character sneak walks up behind the guy. Dude. <laughs> and then takes him out, and <laughs> the whole thing played out like a, like a comedy. It, it really did. So Black Widow, she's got uh, eyes for Nick. She's taking Nick out. She goes in Nick's office. Knock, he like She backhand him. She's a spinning back fist on Nick. She Eddie Kingston him. Yeah, you're right. And we know her kink, her way to kill, you tie somebody up. So she ties Nick to his chair, puts like a fucking dog collar, like a shot collar on him. She's going full fucking crazy. On I him. mean, for the Sedaris world, I think her character is perfect. Yeah, we got to see her in the first scene with the the French dip, uh, scientist or whatever, and this was her setup, and she really liked him, so she fucked him, so she right. like played it on like it was a whole thing, and we get to see it again this time, but she's not into this guy. Oh, she's a big tease on this. So guy. you know what? This is good. This is another good payoff in a Sedaris movie. This guy's killing it. There's a, you know, there's also a lot of nipple rubbing in this movie. Like, well, the yeah. women's rub their nipples against the guy's nipples. Well, there's not a whole lot they can do when you can't yeah. get the dick out or you can't right. take the bottom finger trousers work. off. Yeah. So you got to do a lot of handwork. You got to do a lot of nipple on face. And I heard Billy Drago actually taught yeah. a lot of the handwork on this. Yeah, they, they definitely brought him on as a sexy hand stunt coordinator. Right. It only makes sense. I mean, come on. Right, yeah. I, I think of... Billy Drago, the first thing I think is sexy hands. He might actually use his hands like in place of uh, Julie Strains, you know? I mean, there was hands. some zoom, like uh, close up of hand shots that I was like, she just wasn't getting it. He's like, let me take over. Yeah. Right? Some dancing shots of some sexy hands. Yeah, exactly. Get those fucking hands in there. Zoom in, <laughs> lose focus, regain focus, zoom in more, pull back. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough lingering. Linger more. So we see that she's she's doing like a whole flirtatious dance. She's teasing the fuck out of him. She's rubbing nipples on his nipples because she's right. got his nipples exposed, of course. It's a whole thing. But eventually she's just like, nah, you're not good enough for me. And so she sues him between the eyes. That's her thing. That's her thing. Puss walks in. Bro, what a way to go. Beach drowning. He's, he's, a, he's not a white guy. All right. <laughs> we got Ron. He's running back in because we're in the Iowa headquarters. Well, Puss we... also makes sure because remember, uh, yeah, Ron. I thought it was or... Ron that went in there, but it it was probably yeah, Puss. It was Puss. Yeah. It was Puss. Also, I want to know what Iowa really is or Iowa. The International Weapon Removal. <laughs> no, because there's no way that's that's on the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way Sedaris paid for that to happen. Oh, I no, see what you mean. It's like, what? What is that? Yeah, you, well, yeah, it makes sense because that does not flow off the tongue. Like he was probably struggling for that acronym. Like, right. what yeah. does it stand for? I can rent this building. I need right. to make I War into an acronym I can use. Right, yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, that's interesting. 
So Puss finds the mic that Ron left earlier underneath the table and removes it. Yeah. And now we get the greatest fight scene in this this movie has. It was it was Gerald Akimura gets to show off his skills. Little chubby little Asian guy. He takes on our boy Tom. Yeah. Remember, this is our Aliong. This is this is like our B level Aliong. Right. And we get uh Tom. He 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 he's he's he starts off really. He's he's got that fire, that baby face fire. He starts taking it to our boy Fu. Crowd's going crazy. Fucking teenage girls are throwing their uh, teenage undergarments right, at him and everything. Undergarments, training yeah. undergarments. Oh my god, it's a mess. And and then Fu just takes it over. Fu, he take, He's like, I can get my heat. Well, yeah, he goes into his jock strap and he gets out some powder and blows it in his face. <laughs> well, all Asians keep like it's salt first of all. It's, it's salt powder. It's yeah, okay. It's, I'm sorry. It looks, never, they never know when a sumo match is gonna break out, so you gotta okay. Keep salt in yeah. there. Gotta cleanse that fighting space. Right. That's oh smart. So he gets that into Tom's eyes, and so he starts getting an advantage, and he's just pummeling him. He's judo chopping him. He's doing all kinds of kung fu shit right. that us Westerners don't know anything about. Right. Tom gets one last, like, little comeuppance, and it looks like Tom's going to do okay. Fu, what did he do to turn it back over so quickly? I don't, he put him in the sloppiest full Nelson I've ever seen. That's all it was, life. was just he put him in a full Nelson? Yeah, it was so, like, you put a weaver lock. The weaver lock, you could actually kill somebody with a weaver lock. No, he puts them in a sloppy-ass fucking full Nelson. It, it incapacitates Tom. Tom just is like a wet noodle. He falls down, and then he, like, chops him. And this kills. Swing true. Kills he, Tom. He did, he did a Jungle Boy stroke hold, uh, <laughs> choke hold. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw this somewhere in a UFC match. I, I think, think this is I, how you knock yeah. someone out. Uh, yeah, and then he takes the chip and he's gone. He takes, okay, so this Once need, again, like you were pointing out, all the girls do a perfect thing. And then the last one's always sloppy. It's like the drive-by was sloppy and now this is sloppy. Because the girls swapped out the chip. Foo takes it yes so he takes the full necklace so this is a big point sedaris was paying attention to the details so antonio and sam get back from louisiana they're at the hq he lets her out for some reason she's like yeah what a gentleman yeah because he's like flirting with her a little because he just had that sexy cheesecake wet dream and he like he wants to he wants some dessert for later on and she's just like whatever i'm i'm with mark they didn't really build it up enough to make me think that he was a super creep. Like, she seemed into him. I don't know. Yeah, she, I agree with that. Like, it, it came out of nowhere. She gets to the front door. Our boy Fu pops up, punches her. Oh, no, Black Widow punches Fu her. Fu grabs her. Right. And I was saying earlier that Black Widow has the best scene of this movie right fucking here. This line read by Black Widow is so fantastic. I can't do it justice. We know I can't do voices. A right cross is something you're born with. It's a natural thing. You don't just learn it like that kung fu crap. And then she just throws fucking <laughs> Sam over her shoulder and carries her away. <laughs> I fucking love that scene. 24 hours later, Chris and Mark finally come to come to their senses. I don't know how Chris didn't drown in the fucking hot tub. <laughs> He's just a prune from the neck down. <laughs> <laughs> They check their chips, and they're like, still here. So I don't know. I guess we just got roofie raped. I don't know what's right. going on with that. So now we're in super fast motion CSI time. Mm-hmm. 
They're like, we need to go back to the crime scene. Let's we retrace to... our steps. So they go back to the airport where that drive-by happened. Just so happens the old policeman who was there, like... <laughs> and he... makes no sense. Like, I gotta go talk to this guy. Makes There's nothing to do with the plot at all. We yeah. don't learn anything from this old yeah. man. But Mark is like, I gotta talk to this guy. Yeah. Um, Chris is like, huh, they shot, but there's no bullet. Only. Like, did the cops, like, investigate this at all? This is, like, days later. No. And he's like, and these are... He can tell by looking at these are blank uh, shells from a, from a bullet shells. Perfect sense of man. You know, Alec Baldwin right, should have learned that. At that point, I went, oh, so puss, platter puss does not suck as no, much as we thought. Well, yeah, if you the spray a machine thickens. gun. Yeah. So that's what they're thinking, too. So like, hey, hey, Mark, let's take off. Let's go back to headquarters. But Chris is like, wait, first, I want to call up Nick. I got to see what's up with Nick. Oh, yeah, Nick. Yeah, he's dead. Autoerotic asphyxiation. We saw Hard Ticket to Hawaii was playing on his laptop. <laughs> we know. But the boys are like, that's not like Nick. He's a Picasso Trigger guy. <laughs> so they go back to HQ. God damn it. And they're like, these are the exact same restraints that Jump Pierre was killed in. I would recognize those anywhere. Right. It has the same scent on it. Everything's just so similar. And they go, well, let's check on Tom. Tom, they're doing like a chalk like outline with like masking tape. Yeah, they were doing it tape. <laughs> this is my favorite line of the movie. I was going to say, this is easily number two. So they're, they're doing a tape outline of Tom's body, and the cop goes, Bird, bring more tape. This boy was huge. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was easily number two for me. <sighs> they also learned his necklace is missing and his neck was broken in that fucked up weaver lock. Dead for several hours, by the way. This guy could just tell by looking at him. So <laughs> now, of course, our boys are going to go around to the cops who are on the scene. Right. And they're going to figure out whatever they figure yeah, out. Yeah. They're like, what's up with the forensics? Well, they're in the locker room for some reason. Go ask them. And this is where we get our man, our Hitchcockian man, Andy Sedaris, makes his little cameo as the forensic guy. He's got the the Walkman. <laughs> Walkman which is, video camera. Right. And they're like, hey, yeah, there's this tracking device. Somehow they, they think they can find Sam on it for some reason. Well, they leg- it is legit a GPS system. <laughs> it is a video recording, tape recording, GPS machine. They also noticed that Tom had some matches from the cowboy titty bar. Yes. So, like, that's another lead. We got to go check that out. So they rush over to Cowboys, and they meet the hostess. This ain't just any hostess, Griff. This is Kim Malin, Miss May, 1982. And she's got a very specific turn-on, Griff. Very detailed. Her turn-on is being naked. This is John DeHart's soulmate, by the way. Being naked on a fur in front of a fireplace with a good bottle of wine and her favorite man. That's it. Oh, wow. That's her only turn-on? Yes. That's all you need. Jesus. Why wasn't she the, the female lead? And Maybe she was up for that part in Getty. She even. couldn't afford it. Or he couldn't afford it. Her turnoffs. She had many turnoffs, though. Jealousy, over-possessiveness, people with no patience, and close-minded people. Which is, by the way, every single fucking playmate's turnoff. It's always, it's every hot chick's turnoff. Jealousy yeah. and all this shit. Anyway, she's just like, she's working, she's auditioning some new babes. I, I, I feel like these girls were just out riding bikes. They looked like they were wearing bike shorts, both of them. They were. Yeah. And very just, very nineties too. They came in, they were hot. They were like, "It's air conditioned in here. Can we have a breather?" And she's like, "Yeah, you can take your tops off and get on that stage." And they were just like, "Let's dance out our fun." And they're doing it. They're doing a great job. And she's and and uh, Kim's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll hire you right now." Our boys come in and they're like, "Hey, 
The guy that was murdered had matches from this. The guy that works was murdered has matches. Do you know anything? What's going on? I'd like to talk. I want to talk to your manager, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, oh, she's not here right now. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. She was out on business, working. You know, like, she was going out to capture, like, kidnap some woman named Samantha. And it's just like a whole thing, you know. It's just got to take up her whole day. So I'm acting manager. Right. And they're like, okay. We believe you. So they did leave. you say Samantha? Where did she? Where is this? Where was this all taking place at? She's like, well, she's going down to her cottage. She gave away way more details than you think a fucking crony would have. Right. And but but she did immediately phone Black Widow to let her know that the cops are. I said, cops are on your tail because I gave them all the evidence they needed. Yeah, I put them. Is this a normal Sedaris thing to do? It's just like. Here's all the details you need to get to the next point of the plot, but I, also it's a trap. I have no idea. It's been it's, a long time since I've seen it. It's always yeah, I don't know. It's I always convoluted. Yeah, me and Murray have watched more fairly recently. Sedaris? Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. learned this. Two years ago. Yeah. Two years yeah. ago. So the boys, it's time to gear up. So fucking Mark pulls out this gigantic fucking... Dirty hairy handgun. That was an obscenely large. Gun. <laughs> I actually, our, our our man Jack, who's our weapons master, I questioned him. I was like, is "This fucking thing for real?" He's like, "I don't know what the fuck that thing is." So yeah, it's some crazy ass shit. And fucking Chris, he's not to be outdone. He's got the fucking predator machine gun with the fucking grenade launcher on it. They're ready to fuck shit up. So they jump on their boat and they head off to that cottage. Right. And our villains, they're gathering at their cottage hideout. And they're having a good time. Cobra's like, hey, I got this new RC boat. Check it out. She's playing on the, on the river and shit. They're having a good time. Right. And we head inside the cottage and everybody's just having a good time. They're thinking they're just going to party for the next few days. And they're going to take over a satellite. And what was their plan after that? Well, they're not going to take over the satellite. They're going to sabotage it so the satellite never gets sent. Oh, that was their plan? Yeah. And so they were just going to celebrate that the satellite. Because yeah, as soon as the meteor shower happens, there's not going to be another one for 100 years. I mean, we already have enough space junk. Devo has been singing about it for 45 years now. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So, but, 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 but here's, the, here's the kicker. Yeah, Tim's not familiar with the Devo well enough to is, get Is that, that their whippet band? So... We see we see a familiar face. Antonio is with the villain. Did he get kidnapped? No, he's working with the villain. He is a villain. What? So now the blanks make sense. They never wanted him assassinated. Right. Sedaris with that tight plot. But then I, I, then I just, I'm totally going to negate everything I said earlier. They do want to take over the fucking satellite because they got the chips. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I kind of like how Sedaris So they're going to look. Out. What did what, how does it help them? So they're going to know see, where to find the weapons of mass destruction? I think this is the point I was just getting to. I have no idea at their goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't think Sedaris does. As far as I know, Antonio just wants to bang giant-titted women. Right. That's it. That's all I know about him. <laughs> well, he's a nerd. Yeah, of course he does. He's always thinking about. So he's doing. We a learned Lewis. that from the yeah the Lewis who raped that girl in the funhouse. We all remember that. We all, we didn't, we're not going to forgive you, Lewis. You raped that girl. Let's be generous, and maybe they want control so they can sell control to the highest bidder. Sounds like something. It's, it's, it's a, the largest largest bidder has large titties. Then I think they're into it. Because this is a Sedaris universe. It's a very Cobra Commander plot. <laughs> Cobra Commander. Hit me with a cold slur there real quick. <laughs> Do it. Uh, Cobra. <laughs> Destro. Let's take over this satellite. 
I, I see. I can't compete with any of the voices he does. So our mind's been blown. He's in a straight up heel turn on us. Antonio is a rat. Oh, it is the it is a good heel turn. And he's like he's got all the chips. And he's putting he's all in with those chips, Griff. And he tells us every single one. This one is from Hong Kong. This was by Tom. Puts it in. This one was for they had like a little CD case or something that they had the little chips they yeah, put in. Yeah, they were in like a 3x5 floppy and but they folded open. <laughs> So we could take the chip out. Because we see that device later where they open the 3x5 floppy. And it's like, wait, what? So he puts the three and they this one our lovely Cobra got from uh, for us. This is the fourth chip. From Argentina. Argentina. Puts Wasn't it, it supposed to be his? I don't know. I got it confused. was supposed to be his. Yeah, if it was the Argentina. If it was the Argentinian one, then it was his. Yeah, because well, the last okay. one, Cobra's, is supposed to be his. Okay, well, wait. Then how did Cobra get a hold of his? Because they did some kind of handoff at the IWAR meeting way back when, when the, uh, IWAR got involved with Antonio, and they took all the chips, and they handed them out to all the, the agents. Right, yeah. And so the agent that got Antonio's was supposed to be uh, Chris. And they fucked oh. in the hot tub, so it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. So Cobra is supposed to be handing them Antonio's. Okay. Yeah. Sedaris, <laughs> I know. It's very highfalutin. <laughs> now I know why he had to like, fucking spoon feed us every single one. This is from Cape Town. This is. All right. So, and he puts it in. It says, because does, does, every time he puts one in, he goes, activated. Yeah. And then it was like, not activated. And so they all turn and slowly look at Cobra, and you're just like, what the fuck, Cobra? And this movie does a great job of making Cobra look like a cold hard bitch. She's doing all their evil bidding. So it's like, well, what did happen? And then we go like a good old modern sports game. We go to the footage. We right. got to check, check the replay. The yeah. So we go to New York. Yeah. And so we, we learned that that's why all these cam that camera was set up in Cape Town. We're seeing what happened and we see that. Oh, good old Pete Vandermeer snuck out of his car. I mean, we were all concerned about it, right? Can you want to reveal the replay footage? You want to be in New York for us, Mike? All right. So as you can see, the the Perfect. truck pulls up to the gate here, and the gate is not open. So our driver Vandermeer has to wait a little bit. Gate starts to open, but then we see a shot from the passenger side. Previously, when you were watching the movie, we saw the driver's side, but now we got passenger side footage. Vandermeer crawls out of the car, and in his place is a blow-up dummy, an exact replica of himself, and he's able to clear the car before the explosion. All right, back right. to you guys at the field. <laughs> I mean, this that's is, why the RC was so was so slow. This is a cut clear case. You you got to overturn this fucking ruling on the field. This is not a murder. This is a staging. Yeah, this is incredible. So we learn that Cobra is a double not spy. She's a double agent. She actually switched out those chips, and so she. And then, but then Antonio's like, "Ah, my dear, but I cloned the chip. Whatever that means. I don't know. And it's kind of if you can clone the chips, why not just clone the one chip you have three three more times, and then you don't need to deal with this shit. This is where Sedaris was going in over his head. So. So much like us, Cobra's confused. She just grabs a gun and starts shooting. And we see, they just laugh their ass off because nobody's dead. And it's like, you just used the puss gun. And so we get a, another Black Widow scene. 
Love Black Widow. She's fucking backhanding everybody. And again, she's right. towering over these women. Right. She's going full Jade Cargill on them. Is she fucking body- She's that bitch. Yeah, she is that bitch. She's got the whole bitch squad or whatever they're called. <laughs> and she fucking scoop slams her. And she's just like, look, this is settled. What are we going to do now? Well, Antonio, over the romantic, he's like, Sam, don't you think it could work with us? I had this amazing sex dream with you. She's like, forget it. I don't work with fuckers like you. <laughs> hey, man. There's a situation outside. There's a boat approaching 300 feet away. They're here. Let's rock and roll. That was puss, by the way, saying that. That was perfect puss. Yeah, was, you, were, you were pussified there. I got a puss voice. And puss opens fire. He's just squirting all over him. And our boy, uh, I don't. I think it's Chris. Just fucking blows him away. Yeah, they've got nothing to hide behind. Puss misses every single uh, shot, and then Chris just iron sights it up in one shot. So he did a three sixty no scope. So this is my favorite Black Widow line. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> "Before you kill these bitches, meaning Sam and Cobra, rape them, <laughs> then kill them." Because that's what I would do. I hate to laugh, obviously, because <laughs> of the absurdity of that scene. But it's like, who is supposed to be left behind to do this? <laughs> I don't know. Because everybody leaves. And we know we have a small cast and crew of evil people. I don't know who she expected to carry I this All out. I know is she grabs Antonio because they got to get bugged the fuck out. Yeah. I get on their boat to take off. So Fu is left to take care of everybody. Yeah, he uh, Chris immediately gets on uh, uh, Black Widow and Antonio's trail, and he's shooting and firing. So Fu cuts him off, and he's got some weird like sparkle gun. Spark- <laughs> what the fuck? He's got a Roman candle shotgun. Is that what gets built in the Sparks factory? Exactly. Oh God, you know it is. Yeah. That's all they were doing. That's what this country thrived on. That's all for we so make in America's weapons. Yeah. yeah, everything that's uh, shut down in Pennsylvania right now. That's all they did was make these shotguns. So they're just going back and forth, and uh, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> so uh, I believe we're getting at a point where uh... Scorpion, Mark spots Scorpion, <laughs> and he shoots her, but he shoots her in the arm because he's, yeah, yeah, that's he, cause he's compassionate because he, he liked what he saw. He isn't, he, if Sam gets killed, he's got to have somebody on the side. Right, okay. But and he shows compassion. He just puts a little tourniquet. He does the uh It shoots right through her arm. He does the hunter move from uh from twenty twenty five where he just puts a, he just perhaps a fanny pack around the fucking wound and is like, All right, you're okay. He asks her, Where are you born? Where are you born? <laughs> he does also ask her as he tourniquets her arm, Would you like to go spray paint some Jesus fish with me? Right. And that's all it takes. And that that melts her heart. All that iciness melts away. It's a bridge. And then, uh, but Ron pops up. Remember Ron? Ron is uh, Antonio's bodyguard. Perfect mullet. He grabs, he's using Sam as a shield. Yes. And he's firing at our boy, uh, Mark. They go back and forth, and then Mark's like, hey, let's potty. Well, yeah, because Ron says to Mark, I'm going to break her neck. How would you like to break my neck, big boy? 
And of course, you can't turn that down. You can't turn that down. Ron's like, I want to, because he sees Mark's neck. Mark's got a thick neck, right? And he's like, this could be a big notch in my kill bell, right? If I break this man's neck, let's see what the Weaver Lock could do to this neck. Come on, let's fucking see what the Weaver. So they start fighting, but yeah, Mark gets the best of them. You know, you're a heel. You got to cheat. So our boy uh, Ron pulls out the international object out of his trunks, and he goes to stab our boy Mark, but. You hear a gunshot, and we're like, wait, who got shot? What happened? What happened? It's Scorpion. She fell in love with, she wants to do that painting the fish shit on trees in the woods. I'm doing, is this the greatest uh, baby face turn you've ever seen in movie history, Mike? It's, if it's not the best, it's one of the best. This is, uh, this is Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth reuniting. Yeah. of emotion here. It is very... I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't realize this is what we were heading to in this movie. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a heel turn. We always, a beautiful heel turn. We always start with our heroines being the attractive women who are going to be at the end of the movie. And this time it's like one of the bad girls is going to be one of the good girls. And then we just learned that Cobra is a double agent. She's working for the European branch of I-War. Wow. Right. This is Cobra is working for the European branch of Iwar. What part of Cobra screamed international agent to you guys? <laughs> because they said that, and I was like, I don't know about this. She's a master of accents. <laughs> she comes. Speaking of Cobra, she comes too, and she hands. She she. Uh, Always covering his bases. She does a move where he pulls. You can see she clearly pulls out the blank clip and puts a live clip in and hands the gun to Sam. She's like, I got my fucking RC boat. I'm going to fuck some shit yeah. up with. Yeah, she grabs the gun and she grabs the boat and she heads out the front door and Sam just happens to be waiting there, whittling a stick outside the front door. Where have you been? <laughs> I don't know where my Winstons are. Hands, she's like, she hands her the gun. She's got her boat. They they start chasing off after. Yeah, Sam's like, let's go into the woods. And Cobra tells her, no, let's go. That's not Sam's voice. Let's go for the night. No, that is Sam's voice. You oh, did right. I do? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got Cobra the has the feminine voice. Co- Cobra oh, tells. You think Cobra would have the rough voice, but no, it's Sam. No, Cobra does tell her, let's go for the lake. Right. Because she wants to work into her. Her speciality. RC kills. RC <laughs> So they do that. They chase after uh, Antonio and Black Widow. Now, what's Fu been up to? Well, he's 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 going back and forth with Chris. They're both behind him behind trees, just trading off pot shots. It's the most boring fucking scene, and it's looking like it's over for Chris though. Because well, yeah, he runs out of ammo. He runs out of ammo, but he's got that fucking grenade. And so that's our big reveal here: is that he keeps a grenade in his pants. Yeah, he's not happy to see anybody. <laughs> And he puts the loads up the grenade, blows Wu to Kingdom Come, and he he great line. Sidera's probably punched the script up with this one. <laughs> you should have read your fortune cookie. Get it? Because he's he's Chinese. <laughs> Antonio and Black Widow finally get on their bow. <sighs> but Sam gets to drop in. Antonio shoots him. He's dead. But our Black Widow's still alive. She, uh-huh. 
But is she? Because she just stands there waiting. She she looks like an AW wrestler waiting for the move to happen. She's like waiting for the, the Tope Suicida to come on her. She's just standing there while slowly, ever so slowly, Cobra puts the boat in the water. It's made of popsicle sticks. And she's just like, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. And, she, and then she's like, bup, 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 bup. I think it was like she was like really had a sail. And she was blowing into it. It was going that slow. And poor Julie Strange, she's she's she's, she's fucking. She's like they, she's on the outside of the ring, looking up at the top rope, waiting for someone to jump on. She her. she's on her knees, peering over the bottom rope. You know, she's looking right over the apron. Like, is it my time? Do I come in for my spot now? It's so sad because she is literally like she is so tall, hanging over this boat. And there is something called editing. You could tighten. The you scene could up, tighten this. But they're scene like, up. "Fuck that! No, we got to, we got to reach our ninety minute like." Uh, and you did the putt putt putts, but of course we get the we get the fucking nice Elon Musk, and we're just listening to that. And she's looking around. She's got this long. Corey did Jim Carrey the most annoying sound in the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh. And she's just like throwing her head all over the place, like, where is this ant coming from? And then the boat explodes. Boom. And as luck would have it, the bag with all the chips just lands right in front of Sam and uh Sam and Cobra. Another great line, Mike. Do you you remember this line? All I can say is Chips Ahoy. Yes. So it does come back around to Mechanic twenty eleven because luck played a huge role in this. All I can say is Chips Ahoy. <laughs> All I can say is Chips Ahoy. Yeah, your statham is way better. <laughs> so now we're back at Iwar. We're having some champagne. We're having a good time. We, Cobra reveals, yeah, I've been working for the Euro division all this whole time. There was a, was it Mark or Chris who got with It was Chris. Yeah, Chris. And yeah, he's like, you, you that bitch. No, she's with the Euro division. And then she goes through, because he, he covers all his bases. He's like, because he knows if you're an Andy Sears fan, you're probably dumb. So Andy Sears is like, I'm going to explain everything. So Cobra goes through the whole explanation of what happened with Pete Vandermeer. See, now this is what happened. He actually had a dummy. Yeah, uh, Mike already explained it before. Well, I can go Wait, through it this again. is one of the... Uh... One of the things that Sedaris always puts in his movies, a blow-up doll yeah. as a distraction. Right. So that was the decoy. He had a blow-up doll. He blew it up with his mouth. The thing was the blow-up thing was at the crotch of the dummy. I don't know what was going on with that. But sexier that way. A lot of head motion. A lot. That's how you that's how you really pump like pump your lungs while you It took forever it. because he did a really dry one. He, right, right. he just teased it a little. And then, uh, and then, so Peter's alive, so we can we can still launch the Dallas connection into space. I think it was called the Nautilus. I think is what the satellite was called. That sounds right. That sounds and because right. Pete's still alive, we only we only four guys can operate it, and we have the Pete still alive. So there you go. The, the connection will be made after all. Scorp, she should be going to jail. She murdered a bunch of people. Yeah, she but she's still be. cute. She's too cute for jail. She's too adorable. You and Mark, he's still smitten. So yeah. he's just like, and she's into him. Yeah. And they're like talking, and Sam don't like that. Hey, that's my man. Well, she comes over, and she's got a hot line for him. I hope you wait. Wait, that's not Sam's voice. <laughs> yes, that is Sam's voice. That's not Scorpion's yeah. voice. I hope you wait for me when I get out of jail. 
and then none of I can handle it. Okay. Sam goes to punch Scorp. Scorp, she dodges it, smacks Mark right in the fucking kisser. Everybody laughs. And we get a sitcom like freeze frame. Everybody's like, oh, <laughs> dun, dun, well, no, dun, no. Dun, we dun, get dun. another thing. We're like, hey, you know that Asian guy too? He was a child molester. That guy got killed. Don't fuck I that know. guy. I missed that completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Scorp, you're exonerated. Yeah, it turns out he, he raped a bunch of children. So it was, it's kind of a it's kind of a we've been we've know. been joking about this being mechanic twenty eleven. It turned into mechanic twenty eleven because they're like, yeah, Scorpion, that man you killed, he's actually a pedophile. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back and rewatch it because I missed that completely. Yeah, yeah. that was a thing they yeah. did in this movie right. because they needed a hot woman to hook up with a hot man. I think they were trying to allude that they were going to be a three way, but. Right. All I know is Sam, this is where we get the sitcom ending. So, Mark, before you get with her, all I can say is one of us was topless. And then we get the freeze frame. Like, yeah! High five. Uh, wow. I, I mean, I got to say, they do a spy movie better than Mechanic 2011. Uh, what's our friend? Sam West? Sam Max. No, it's, it's West. Simon West. Simon West. You Stick learn- to Rick Astley videos. Yeah, Simon. you could learn a thing or two from the fucking Sedaris family about spy the movies. The Sedaris. The Sedaris. Yeah. Mike, it was great having you back on. Yeah. It was great being back on. Don't be a stranger. Don't I mean, be, I mean, yeah, we all, uh, we tell every guest, it's a marathon. This, is, we're, this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon doing yeah. an episode with us. So we hope you had fun. Oh, of course. Yeah. Always a great time with the Golden Globus crew. Yeah. We're, all, we're always just going to talk. Way too much about right. way too many details. Yeah, you that know, don't need to you be know, about. way too. All you people listening, you know, way too much about our sex fetishes now. But hey, it's about learning. That's right? right. Life's you about learning experiences. You don't know about my roofing fetish. Well, that's next week. Oh, that's next week. Because what we got next week, Griff? I don't really know because I haven't figured it out. This is the plan. I got to get talk to him. You all love him. He's our number one guest. He's a superstar. He's a WWE superstar. I don't know star. why he would do this. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. He's a WWE superstar. When you become a WWE superstar. No, listen, I, I listened to the Ninja 3 episode with this guest, and he is the number one guest. Okay. He's great, because not only is he a wrestler, not only is he our best friend, <laughs> he's also, <laughs> he is, he's also, and I'm not joking about this. This guy knows his fucking '90s shitty straight to video martial he arts movies. Does. Dude, I I'm normally entertained by Golden Globus episodes. I was entertained and educated on that one. Yeah, it was an interesting listen. We were educated. Yeah, never mind you. I I, I if we if I can work it out, I got to get hold of him. He's a pretty busy guy, but the plan is to have him come on next week. Because this movie he recommended to us blew my fucking mind. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Cause I don't want to spoil it if we can't get it together next week. If we don't, we can't get it together. We'll just call it Audible and we'll do a Griffin Tim episode. But three words: Bolo playing basketball. God damn it! Oh boy! I I, I have been trying to pitch Bolo episodes for so long. I never came across this one because I'm the hugest Bolo fan. Bolo tormented my childhood and, and he's gonna he's gonna warm your heart with this one i know i can't i i cannot wait so it, it's gonna be an eventual and thing and that's not even the craziest thing there's so much going on in this movie yeah. i was like because normally when we have a guest we like to just wait a little like spread it out i was like we have to have 
fucking uh, Paul back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this movie has to be talked about. You also were like, Griff, I really want to stress you out by recording remotely for <laughs> several weeks in a row. Yes. But, look, it's been a while since we talked to some of our remote friends, so right. I'm so, very excited. Yeah, we got a lot of shit planned for the next few weeks. So, Mike, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was lovely to see you here in my kitchen again. I mean, pod Lovely to be in the kitchen and see Millie. In the pod studio, in the LaserDisc vault. That's where we record from, (laughs) not my kitchen. So hopefully we'll be talking to Paul London next week. If not, you know, whatever. See you next week. Keep it warm. Keep it condiment free. That's a good That's really a hot take. I don't agree with that one.